This coverage is live and uncensored. So if you have any small children present, you may want to have them leave the room. What's going on, guys? My Take Radio, episode 200, 200, Thursday, October 3rd, 2013. Our caller number is 347-324-3541. Again, that caller number 347-324-3541. Do not adjust your eyes. If you are in the, My T- in the MTR Live website, you'll be able to see video, a gift for you guys for the big MTR 200 show. We are live now with video. Please bear with me. I am not used to being in front of a fucking camera. So this is going to take some adjustment, but I got to thank our friends at the GFQ network. A huge thanks to Suncast. Suncast is a, is a fucking soldier. Uh, The guy took his time walking me through this video stuff and we are ready to rock and roll effective from 200 on my take radio will have video. That's it. Not only will you hear my wonderful voice, but you'll get to see lots of mannerisms and other little Hispanic idiosyncrasies that I have. So yes, MTR now with video going forward. Again, thanks to Suncast and our friends at the GFQ Network, Andrew Zarian, and the rest of the GFQ family for making this transition as easy as possible. Anyway, We got lots to discuss, of course, the big MTR 200. Uh, We got the usual suspects are going to be involved this evening. I know Ben's going to call in to talk about some MMA idiosyncrasies. Get out of here. It's like idiosyncrasies. Christ. Anyway, Ben's going to join us for some MMA. I know that our very own Jay Santee, I'd like him to call in for the wrestling segment. We're going to be talking about... Uh, the the possible demise of TNA. I kid you not. The deni- the demise of TNA is something that is definitely possible. There's some really really stuff going on with regards to that. And of course, we're gonna take your calls. And I'm gonna do a giveaway. See this Echo Blast speaker that we reviewed recently. I'm gonna give it away on air tonight to whoever calls in that is not an MTR staff member. So there you, there you have it. I see that Quark has made his return. Welcome back, Quark. <laughs> Holy God in video, live and in living color. Yes, and I got some Monster Energy product placement. They don't pay me, but the shit is good, and it's going to be a long night. And yeah, I'm going to drink it on air. Fuck it. Um, anyway, so this, this camera thing is so tripping me out because I'm not looking 100% at it, but I will adjust. Anyway, like I said, Ben's joining us, Jay's calling us, 
Uh, Quark should call in also to talk about this TNA situation. I'm sure our very own Slick will join us for some gaming news and a ton of other stuff to discuss. So, last week's episode, I want to I wanna open up with last week's episode. And um, last week's episode generated quite a bit of buzz from a lot of people. Uh, Javon Lewis on Twitter said that I dropped the mic with regards to race. I pretty much just spit hot fire, dropped the mic, and walked off the stage uh, pretty much. It was, it, was a, it was a fun show last week. I was in the zone. I think it was just the anticipation of the big MTR 200 that had me hype. But the thing that got me was the fact that so many people were reaching out on Twitter, on Facebook, and they were like, yeah, you know, race and wrestling, it's some crazy shit. And they were talking about the iPhone stuff. It was, it was a crazy show last week. And the momentum from that actually brings us into this week, which, of course, when we broadcasted the show last week, we were talking about the government uh, doing the old uh, the big shutdown, and it is it did happen. It's one hundred percent shut down because people are fucking stupid. And you know what the thing is? I'm not going to get into the whole political side of things, but the only thing I can say with regards to it, without getting super political, is um, look at it this way: we elected President Obama in there. He passed legislation and shit that not everybody's going to like. The guy's the commander-in-chief. It is what it is. He passed this Obamacare. Some people like it. Some people don't. But let's be realistic. We give people food stamps, government aid. We give them free food. We give them all kinds of free shit for living in this great country of ours. Now, the thing that gets me is that why is no one entitled to low-cost health care? This, this is, that, that's all I'm saying. I know people are going to have their arguments about yes, no, whatever, but seriously, who is, if I break my fucking leg and I don't have health care and I'd like to go to the hospital to be treated for said broken leg, I'd like to have some sort of medical insurance that doesn't cost me my firstborn to pay for it. This is one of those things that, Again, it's not exactly America. Thank you, Ben. It's true. It's it's not one of those things where it's about po- it's about politics or whatever. It's just about shit is expensive. I get paid biweekly, uh, as I'm sure many of you do. And one of the things many of us pay for is medical. I pay for my medical benefits $160 per check to pay for my medical benefits. That doesn't even count. $50 copays I got to pay for the one-off physical that I have to do. So as crazy as it is, it's, I'm, I'm spending, you know, close to $400 a month for a service I barely use, but I need to have. And this is the shit that kills me. So these guys, they're all posturing about, oh yeah, well, we don't want to cover this shit and we're going to shut down the government. And sure as shit they did. And the beauty of it is, that you see these shit-kicking politicians all getting paid a fuckload of money. Meanwhile, everybody's furloughed, people are home with no money, and now all of a sudden, these guys, you know, these politicians gotta go, they're giving tours around the around the Capitol building, they're answering their own phone, they're, they're opening their own mail, not having some intern possibly be exposed to anthrax in the process. So, the shit that kills me is that these guys are now starting to see how everybody else lives. Oh, it sucks that you have to go and open your own mail and answer your own phone and show 
show shit around the around the White House. Oh, you really don't want to do that. Well, this is what happens. Now, the funny thing is the government shut down the the guy that shot somebody by my office. I he committed suicide and um he's dead as far as I know. That that's what happens when you kill yourself. You end up dead floating in the water in the Hudson River. That's when the where they ended up finding the guy and all is right in the world. So there you have it. I am going to talk about GTA Online and people um complaining about GTA Online, people being entitled assholes about it and some people even blame the government shutdown on GTA, but that's that's just people being fucking stupid. But seriously, um this whole this whole government shutdown thing as far as I'm concerned, if nobody's getting paid, then the politicians shouldn't get fucking paid either. The other thing is that if the government is shut down, nobody should take taxes out of my fucking check. And I'm sure many of you guys that work uh, hardcore jobs with serious taxes getting taken out will agree. Don't take any taxes out of my check while the government is shut down. Fuck that. Anyway, tonight's topics. We're going to talk a little bit about Bellator 101. We're going to talk about the Ultimate Fighter. We got this week's MMA news. We got to talk about Raw. We got some wrestling stuff to talk about, um, including Dusty Rhodes possibly being in trouble. And we also got to get into some gaming news. The, Of course, the big thing, the GTA Online controversy that's, that's running wild. Everybody's fucking panicking about GTA Online not functioning. We're going to talk about that. We got a ton of entertainment news, including Samuel L. Jackson probably being in the hot seat with Marvel. Simple as that. But... Without any further ado, let's get into this week's MMA segment, shall we? Now, where the hell is my... Ah, there we go. Alright, so... We're going to talk about Bellator 101. I think, Ben, that'll be your cue to call in. If you're already on the line, Slick, just let me know. Ah, there we go. I see you. All right, so I'm going to try and do this without messing with the netbook that GFQ lent me for this. Let's see if this works. Ben. What's up? What's going on, man? We are live for the big 200. We got fucking video. It's in HD. I got a hot ass light on my face, melting my skin. Oh, it's 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 a thing of beauty. So, I wanted to talk about the MMA news, but I want to talk about Bellator 101 because once again, Bellator continues to deliver good stuff every week, and they got some some awesome some awesome fights that. Ryan Healy, Marcin held fight was fantastic. Yeah, it, it was a pretty good fight. Um, I got to go back and watch that again. Those, that, that was a really good card. There was there was a lot of good stuff, and the thing that got me was I expected Marcin held to tap that guy out. The KO was a thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the things about Bellator because they're not necessarily all super elite fighters. Sometimes you'll get like absurd knockouts and really just really fun stuff like that. I did want to talk about Rich No Love Clemente being defeated by Ricardo Terloni via unanimous decision only because Rich Clemente's just been having a shitty Bellator run. 
Well, I mean, I think what's his first fight against Eddie Alvarez? I think. I like, think he, so. He's. He's. I mean, it's not like they've given him any easy fights. Um, might be time. I mean, to be perfectly honest, it might be time for Rich Clemente to probably uh, hang it up. He's been fighting for a long time, and I mean, with these recent losses, because I can't remember the last fight he actually won. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's um, you know, it's it's craziness because it's like I like Rich Clemente. He was solid in the UFC. He's a good personality, but I don't know, man. This whole um, this Bellator run has been shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's lost. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly, no, yeah, he beat he beat. Oh, I can't remember the dude's name now. One of the Russian dudes that was supposed to be real good, but he beat him, but. That was the last fight I, I can remember him actually winning. So, might be time for Rich Clemente to just hang it up. There you go. I mean, I, w- I was shocked just because it, he looked really good, but Terloni definitely started getting hitting his stride in the third round, and I was like, damn, he kind of got caught. I did, I did really appreciate Clemente going for that heel hook, but it wasn't enough to get him the decision. Yeah, I mean, too little too late at that point. Well, on the flip side, Joe Warren looked in impeccable shape and awesome conditioning going in there, taking out Nick Kirk via submission with an arm bar in the second round. It was, it was a weird looking arm bar, but it was nasty. Yeah. Joe Warren is a very good fighter. I mean, at times he's incredibly boring to watch, but I mean, for the most part, he's, he's a really good one. Well, I can't even say that about Joe Warren. At times he's a little bit more boring than other times to watch, but for the most part, he's a, he's a really good fighter. I, I was, I was actually surprised that he came back and fought. I kind of, I kind of thought he was done uh, because it had been so long between fights, but he he looked good. Well, I mean, Bellator surprised me with their card. Then we got, of course, the the Tito and Rampage card coming up, which, by the way, how how shady was it that those guys were going to be involved in TNA's Bound for Glory and all of a sudden Bellator pulled them? Some shady shit. (laughs) I don't... That's why I, I always thought like the whole wrestling slash uh, MMA angle wasn't going to work because at some point one of them is going to overpower the other in a situation like this. And I don't blame Bellator for being like, "Yo, y'all about to fight a pay per view like not too long from now. Y'all two old asses should not be doing anything but training." So I don't blame Bellator, but I mean, I don't know. They, they should have never. It should have never been any question. Like, they should have never even had angles or no shit set up. It should have just never been a question. Like, they're not doing it. Yep. Well, now now TNA is short. Those two guys, which they could have sold for that for their pay-per-view, and Bellator's main event is in good shape. So, at, at the end of the day, TNA is the one coming out losing in this little deal. Yeah, exactly. Like, there should have never been any question. So, you know, I, I think... Eh, it, it, it's the main reason I thought this this weird TNA wrestling MMA hybrid thing wasn't going to work. Like, at some point, one of them, and it's probably going to be uh, Bellator, is going to be like, yo, you can't use them right now. We need them for something that's a little bit more profitable. Yep. Well, switching gears, let's get into the Ultimate Fighter. I know we, we it's been a couple of weeks since we spoke because I know you've been really busy with, with work. So far, yeah. before we get into this, se- you know this this episode. What have you thought of the season so far? 
Because me personally, uh-huh. they're editing Ronda to be a fucking, like, a whiny, crying. She, she's she's like the big show on Raw. Always like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? You're supposed to be, like, the toughest chick on the planet. Yeah, that's my main impression. It, it's weird how they've edited Ronda to be the bad guy. Um, Seriously, dude. I think her personality, her personality lends itself to it, but they're amping it up. Um to a point where, like, I, I guess they want people to feel uh, like maybe she should get beat. I personally find it kind of dumb to do that yep. because there's a very good chance he's going to break this girl's arm again, and then you've made her unlikable. Yep. But, I mean, I, I guess the UFC knows, well, whoever, I don't know if the UFC necessarily runs the editing specifically. I think this, Fox but, is partly um, responsible. I think it's 50-50. Yeah, so I understand that it's kind of like we need a bad guy, and I, I guess Ronda kind of lends herself more to it, but I, I wouldn't – she wouldn't be the one I make the bad guy. Yeah, well, th- that's one thing, too. The The thing about making her the bad guy is that this is the face of your organization, and while we're at it, and, and and you know this, John Jones. Look at him; he got a Gatorade sponsorship and a Nike sponsorship under his belt. Anderson Silva yeah. has a has a Nike sponsorship. JDS has a Nike sponsorship. It's like, why are you gonna make Ronda look like a complete herb, like a fucking clown, when she's the one that's probably gonna be the first female mixed martial artist to bag a, a, a sponsorship? That's the shit that gets me. Yeah, I mean. So I don't I don't think this will necessarily hurt her in that aspect, but I, I agree with you completely. Like, she's your best chance to break into the mainstream with a women's MMA fighter. Why, why hurt her in any fashion by doing it in this way? Like, I, I, I just I don't think anyone necessarily needed to be the bad guy on this season. Like, they could have just sold it that these two chicks don't hate hate each other. Yep. I mean, that's that's what it could have just been sold as. Like, I don't think anyone necessarily needed to be the bad guy. Well, that's the thing. It's it's the the thing that gets me is you have you have both of these women. The chemistry is there, the hatred is there, and it sells itself. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what I thought they would do, but they kind of went down a route of okay, we need we need somebody to be the bad guy, and I guess the one that is more of the aggressor in this situation is going to be the bad guy. Well, you know what the thing is, the 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 episode where she was gonna whoop Brian Caraway's ass. I said to myself when I talked to Ben, he's probably gonna be like, "That shit was hilarious," because he was, <laughs> I, he was about to catch it, an ass whooping for real. I was like, "Damn, dude!" I, I found it. You talking about when they were at that party thing? Yep. I found it interesting. First of all, because Ronda's initial intent was not to go over there and say anything to him. Right. And, like, Misha Tate kind of made it more serious than it was. Like, why are you instigating? I don't know. Like, to make Ronda the bad guy in that situation or seem like her and her coach were the bad people in that situation, well, uh, what's her name, instigated the situation. Like, she went over there, I think, to get a drink or something. Like, she wasn't <laughs> – she wasn't – she wasn't worried about him. So, I don't know. It, it was – it was awkward – I found it hilarious because, I mean, Brian Caraway is Brian Caraway, but 
I mean, it was just awkward to me. Yeah, the thing the thing that got me out of the whole deal was the fact that it's just like, yo, you guys are legitimately on the verge of coming to blows. Like she you're gonna you're gonna really sit there and just be like, Oh yeah, you know, Rhonda's hardcore, she's she don't take no shit and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my god, Ronda Rousey was about to beat that guy's ass. Yeah, the situation has become kind of petty to me. Like, a lot of the things they're doing, is it's it's petty. Like, from both of them. Like, it, I understand they don't like each other, but it's like it's gotten to a point of being petty. Like, just, oh, you're sitting next to my boyfriend. Now I'm going to say something. Like, she ain't worried about your boyfriend. Yeah, she's really not. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it just, it, it just was, it just came, the whole situation came off as really, really petty to me. Well, you know what it is, and, and that's also the, this goes back to, what we've seen with most reality shows where they're probably like, yo, you got to try and sell it. You know, you got to try and sell it. Like, I'm sure that the camera crews try to tell him like, Hey, you know, we need more fire out of, cause between you and me, Misha Tate is like cupcake fits. Cause she's soft as shit. Like, yo, you would think that if a chick said, yo, I'm going to rip your arm off that she would be on a, like hardcore. Like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to smash this chick. But the only time she gets she gets hard she gets into badass mode is when she's doing press. Otherwise, she's she's all fucking hee hee hee. You know, look look at look at my look at my booty shorts. Look at my naked ESPN cover. You know, like that's what she's doing. Like it's like yo, you guys are fighters. Your job is to sell this fight. And if you're gonna sell this fight, you know, with Brian fucking Caraway, I'd rather watch paint dry. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, like, like I said, the situation is just kind of awkward. Like, it's become petty and awkward at times. And I, I don't think they're doing their best fighters in that division a real service with this show. Not, not that it's hurting them per se, but it's just, it's just it's weird how they're they're going about it and it's making them seem really, really petty. Yep. <laughs> and you know what the thing that gets me is that. The co- everybody's like, oh, you're going to put the girls in the house and the girls are going to sell it like that, all dramatic and shit. And it's not even the women that are, it's like the coaches. Like the coaches, this is taking me back to Rashad and Rampage a little bit. So that's Yeah, there's got, there's got my balls are bigger than yours kind of petty. Yep. Like, that's, that's what there's ended up turning into. And this is just, female petty like it's just two chicks that happen to be able to fight that don't like each other like i've seen girls act like this in high school like they just happen to be able to fight like it's just it, i don't know it's 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 i don't i won't say they're doing a poor job but they're not doing the they're not going about it the way i would have there you go well let's um let's get into this week's episode ronda rousey's mom showed up which not for nothing I would talk no shit around her mom, but she will whoop your ass. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was, it was crazy the way that it was, it, that the weight cut was going, you know, um, Cody Bollinger being 22 pounds overweight, talking about that he'll make Which, weight when he's called upon. It's 22 and a half pounds. That's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't, uh, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. That, that, your itself should get you thrown out the house for six weeks. All you need to do is stay within probably ten pounds. Yep, and you're twenty two pounds over. Like what? What? What were you doing? 
Seriously, besides eating. It's like, are you eating Oreos and washing them down with ice cream and maltas and fucking ginger beer? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't understand how you get that big, like when all you're doing is training and sitting in a house. Well, like you said, ten pounds should be the minimum, but. Dude, uh, Luis Fissette was 10 pounds over. Like, all these dudes were cutting weight like like it was nobody's business. And I'm like, I'm like, you guys know that you're supposed to be fighting at, like, 135. What the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, there, there, there's no excuse as a professional fighter in that situation to need to lose that much weight. Nope. It was, it, it was madness. Uh, on the bright side, the fight, the fight was all right. It wasn't great. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It was okay. Yeah, the fight was okay. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, there's been some okay fights this season. This fight was another okay fight. Um, I mean, it was entertaining, but I don't know. None, none of these dudes, at least, have impressed me that much. Like they, they, they seem like they're UFC caliber fighters, but they, none of them. It's not like the first time when they had 135ers on there where you had John Dotson yep. and uh, and uh, Louis Gallino and um, I'm trying to think of the other dude's name. Where you had hungry uh, motherfuckers. <laughs> you had hungry guys that wanted to be there. Now these guys, they coast through the opening fights, decisions, decisions, where applicable, and then they leave it all out there maybe in the semifinals. Maybe. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not impressed with any of the dudes. The, I mean, the girls are, are putting on good fights, but I'm just not impressed with any of the dudes in this season. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's sad. And you know what the crazy thing is? It's like, ladies, gentlemen, practically the same weight classes. Practically. It, basically. <laughs> so it's like, it's like the fact that you guys are getting out-hustled is just sad because this isn't the first season, the second season. No, this is this is the 18th season. You guys should know how to do this shit by now. Yeah, I mean, it just it just seems like they they're coasting, and then I I got turned off to some of the dudes when their attitude like, oh, there's chicks in the house, let's try to have sex with them. Like that's not really what you're there for. Like like that would not be like it, I don't understand why that was even something you were thinking about. Yeah, it's like yo, you trying I, to smash? It's like dudes are trying to smash you in the face. And you're trying to dump baby batter in some chick on the show. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you must not yeah, want a six-figure contract. Yeah, that, that, and then I, I forget which one it was, but he was like, oh, she looked at me a little bit longer or some stupid shit. Like, that's like I hope you lose. I hope you lose, like, really fucking quickly. Like, <laughs> I was like, what, what the fuck? Who thinks like this? Like, the fuck you, you there to fight? You know, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you know who things like that dudes that that quote unquote train UFC because that's that's what they say now. Yo, man, I train UFC. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's like dudes dudes quote unquote that train UFC a couple and get a couple of fights in a couple of gyms, and then all of a sudden, you know, they they go from the club to the fighting scene, and they don't know how to shut it off, how to be professional. It's like, listen, you're in a house with a bunch of women who can pretty much. Like, no means no means fist to the face. 
<laughs> you know, like it's like it's like you're not trying to bag a chick in the house unless she doesn't she wants to talk to you. Like you will get smashed. And I don't think this season's yeah, but... gonna end without a girl pretty much threatening to fuck one of those guys up. Oh, I uh, most definitely like because some of these dudes are assholes. Like, like I don't understand like the thought process that most of these dudes have. Yeah, I, I can't blame any one of these chicks for just putting hands to one of these dudes. Like, it's just like, dude, like you're not there for sex. You're, you're there to fight. That's all you're there for. Like, tell I, you, I, I just don't understand. No, nah, it's it's gonna be crazy. I tell you what, though, this fight, Jessamine Duke fighting Raquel Pennington next week is going to be a, a, a fucking problem. Yeah, it, it should be a good fight. I <laughs> that, mean, that also the fights on the female fights have been great. <laughs> that's going to be a scrap and a half. I think those those girls are going to go in there legitimately trying to, to trying to kill each other. Yeah, it, it the female fights have been great, and I'm, I'm interested to see how this fight plays out. There you go. All right, so let's get into the MMA news for this week. I got to open it up with the big one that everybody's been kind of on the fence about. Some people see the the rationale in it. I'm a little 50-50, but I figured you'd have a better take on it. Yushin Okami getting cut. Um, what was he in his last couple of fights? Like two and one or something? Like, or one and two? Well, he lost to Jacare um, at Fight Night 28 via TKO. That He had a three-fight winning streak, yeah. though. I don't agree with cutting him after one loss. Yep. Um, at all. Um, I, I, I can't get behind cutting him after one loss. Like, I understand sort of the thought process behind it, but I can't agree with it just because it's one loss. Like, this is a dude that, you know, fought for the title not too long ago. Like, one loss mm, is just... It's just that one loss. Like I, I just I can't I can't get behind that. Yeah, I, I you know what the thing is with me? When he was cut, I was like, Holy shit, he was cut because the thing is that I always feel that there's room for these guys that are gatekeepers. Guys that are competitive, mm-hmm. that give you exciting fights, you gotta keep them. It's like Yushin Okami, he may have gotten a title opportunity and who knows, depending on who was champion, he may have won. But think about it. This guy is is a career guy, and and even in gatekeeper status, he would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, I would have kept him around. As, excuse me, as a gatekeeper, he would have been a good gatekeeper. And you know, he can go on runs. I mean, he's he's a very good. He's a good fighter. Uh, I I just, I just don't I don't necessarily see the logic in cutting him. Like to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I, I was I, I was like, what the hell? And, you know, Dana White, he rationalized it in an interesting fashion. I was like, all right, you know, but but still, man, I was just, I was bummed. I was like, damn, you know, like Okami's a, a, a regular, he's a regular guy, you know? He's a guy that you go in there and you're like, yo, Yushin Okami's going to go in there and put on some solid fights. You know that. We talked about it every time he's had a fight. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what he does. Like, he's not, he's not going to super impress you with, like, anything outside unless you're like really into grappling and i mean he puts on solid fights that's what he does so i don't know i i don't agree with cutting him after just one loss i I just can't well speaking of um cuts you know that mike ricci he uh finalist from season 16 he got cut 
he was one and two in in the UFC, and he got cut after his loss to Miles Jury at one sixty five. I was also surprised by that, um, just because they're. I mean, he's a TriStar guy, and TriStar is George Pierre's gym and all that. So I was also kind of shocked by that cut. Um, uh, I don't know. Mike Ricci never really impressed me. I mean, he was a decent fighter and everything. He wasn't bad or anything, but he never, he ne- he never, he never showed like he never seemed like oh like this guy is on the cusp of being something great. Oh, just to me. Yeah, it, he was he but was all right. I, I don't, yeah, but well, I, I still didn't agree with cutting him. I don't know the, especially because all the damn cards the UFC does now. Cutting guys shouldn't you shouldn't cut guys as quick, yeah, <laughs> especially well. decent fighters. Oh, shit, is, shit is getting crazy. Bisping out with an injury. Somebody threw a crumpet in his eye. So he's all fucked up. He can't fight. And, um, you know, uh, Ryu is entering the, the octagon to fight Mark Munoz. Yeah, I was actually really... <laughs> I had completely forgot Okami decided to move down. Yep. Um, which I actually think is a good move for him. Not Okami, excuse me. Uh, Machida decided to move down, which I actually think... Uh, is a pretty decent move for him. That might force um, Anderson to move up. I don't think Anderson's moving up. <laughs> like, I, I don't think Anderson has any desire to move up to 205, at least permanently. So, um, I don't know. Um, I think Okami can win this fight. Um, doing, I mean, Okami, I keep calling him Okami. Just because he looks Asian, stop being fight. racist. <laughs> <laughs> I think Machida can win this fight. Just stay away from Mark Munoz. Don't let Mark Munoz, you know, get him to the ground and Donkey Kong punch him. That's it. So I, th- I think Machida can do pretty pretty well in this fight. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see it. Well, I, I'm I'm actually curious to see how Machida will fare at 185. Of course, that opened up uh, Tim Kennedy to not have an opponent, and he went on a crazy Twitter campaign to get an opponent. Uh, he ends up facing uh, Rafael Sapo Natal, which I think is going to be a badass fight. Yeah, it should be a good fight. Tim Kennedy, you know, not that his fight with Roger uh, Gracie was anything interesting to watch, but he deserved another fight. Well, one guy who's who's going to be tested is going to be one of your favorites and the, the always impressive Maximo Blanco. He's taking on Akira Corasani at the finale for Ultimate Fighter 18. Yeah, that should be a good fight. I'm, at, I'm, um, I'm really excited about that fight. So that, that should be a good fight. Uh... Corsani looked good when he, I think his last fight was Robert Peralta, I believe. He looked good in that fight, so um, I'm interested to see how this fight plays out. Um, you know, as long as Maximo Blanco doesn't do nothing crazy and break <laughs> some kind of rule, um, it should be a good fight. Also, uh, Nate Diaz is postponing his high school reunion to allegedly fight <laughs> to allegedly fight um, Gray Maynard. Uh, Mike Kogan told the MMA Junkie that, you know, it was all about scheduling and that he wants to fight on that card because he wants to make an impression and challenge for a belt. I'm like, come on. What? Uh, I'm what? Is he is he thinking about moving back up to 170? Because he's not. Well, <laughs> the thing that got me was he was like when they announced that he was going to fight Gray Maynard, he was like, oh, I um, I got some high school shit going on, and you know. I don't know if I can make that fight. I'm like, you're joking, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I found that interesting when I heard that too, and like the simple fact, like, um, he wants to challenge for a belt. What belt? Like, I don't know, dude. One fifty-five. Josh Thompson's probably about to lose probably badly to Anthony Pettis. So, like, if if Josh Thompson just knocked you out, like I I don't know what belt he wants to challenge for because he's not challenging for one seventy belt. So, unless he plans on dropping weight and you know, well, starving himself like BJ Penn. Well, speaking of BJ Penn, I am glad you brought him up. A uh, couple of things. First off. We were joking about this when we said he was going to fight Frankie Edgar. He is working with Mike Dolce to cut weight. Not only that, but Dana White said in an interview that BJ Penn wanted to fight Bendo before fighting Edgar. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, that would have ended poorly. <laughs> I, 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 I would have rather, for his health, <laughs> it's probably better if you fought Ben Henderson because I don't see BJ Penn getting healthily to 145. Like, I, I don't care what Mike Dolce is doing. This is a dude who had trouble getting to 155. Like, 145, I, I don't see him doing that. But we'll see. Uh, ben Henderson fight, he wanted this after Ben Henderson had lost? No, he, said, he said this. According to what Dana White said, he said... He said he wanted to fight Ben Henderson. I said, why would you want to fight Henderson? He said, because I think it'll get me a Frankie Edgar fight. And Dana White said, well, why don't we just talk to Frankie Edgar and see if Frankie Edgar wants to fight you? It's like, what the fuck? Okay, so this was after he lost. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. You could have just asked Frankie Edgar to fight you. I don't... That's okay, And that's what no Dana said. You was in. I don't... I don't think Frankie Edgar has any issue beating you again. And then you're putting yourself at even more of a disadvantage because you're going to a weight class that Frankie Edgar is possibly the second best fighter in. Yep. Beast mode. Uh, Frankie Edgar's in beast mode in that weight class. Frankie Edgar pretty much said he's going to retire BJ Penn. <laughs> so that's 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 going to be... I mean, he probably is, though. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, if, like, BJ Penn... I guess we're going to see another sad BJ Penn getting his ass beat thing, because, like I said before, no one looks more sad when they're getting their ass beat than BJ Penn. Like, I don't understand the logic behind, hey, let's drop an extra 15 pounds. Like, I, I don't understand it at all. Yeah, well, I know you'll be happy to hear that Sergio Pettis is part of the UFC family, fighting in the uh, UFC 167 card. I heard that. That's, that is... That's a problem. Excellent. I mean, for those... Yeah, for those who haven't seen Sergio Perez, he might be better than his brother. Yep. Just, just, just saying that. So, I mean, y'all, you know, if you get a chance, I think some of his fights are on YouTube or were on YouTube at some point. Yeah, some so of them are. Check them out. Yeah, yeah that that, that entire well, that entire card now just went into must buy territory because it's like you got Sergio Perez's debut, you got GSP and Hendricks, Rashad and Chael, Mir and Overeem. Koscheck, T. Wood, Cerrone, and Dunham. It's like, it's like, yo, this is this will be sixty dollars. I'll give out with a smile on my face. They moved the Mirren Overeem fight. Uh, that's on the uh, John Jones Super Bowl weekend card now. Are you serious? I, shit, I didn't know that. Oh, that yeah, fucking I, I sucks. That. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just saw that like probably like an hour ago. Like, yeah, that that fight's been moved. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I, yo, I was like, that's the fight I wanted to see, like Mirren over him, because somebody was just going to get put in the hospital. Yeah, and then someone's going to lose their job. Yeah, and somebody's going to get, <laughs> someone's going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Well, that's what Dana White said. Whoever loses this fight is done. There you go. Well, last uh, last two, bit, two bits of MMA news. Matthew Riddle's short-ass retirement. Uh, he'll be back in Bellator for Bellator 109, November 22nd. Talking about that he's in his prime because he's 27 years old. <laughs> I don't... That weed, Matt man. Weird that weed. I, yeah, Matt Riddle's just a weird dude. Like, I, I don't understand what Matt Riddle be talking about or thinking 90% of the time. So, I... I we'll see if he actually shows up to fight. Like we'll see. Like I've been, I wouldn't even be surprised if he he's like, oh, I'm retired again. Fucking MMA. Well, they don't pay me enough. I wouldn't even doubt it. Here's here's the kicker to close things out, and you're gonna love this. Ben Rothwell got himself suspended by the UFC for nine months for elevated levels of testosterone at UFC 164 when he beat Brandon Vera via TKO. He said, uh, following my victory at UFC 164, I was informed I tested for an elevated level of testosterone. This came as a shock because I had applied for and was granted a TRT exemption and was doing so under the supervision of a doctor. I was tested every week for eight weeks prior to the fight and was well under the acceptable level each time. Clearly, first of all, clearly you were not. Second of all, that's not surprising at all if you saw him in the fight, losing most of the fight, and then at the end go into whole, like, hillbilly Hulk mold and, like, knock out Brian Rivera. Like, that's the most unsurprising steroid or testosterone replacement thing I've heard in a long time. Like, I don't... Well, the shit that kills me, not... the shit that kills me is like, yo, what is up with these fucking guys that all need to go on TRT? It's like, yo, Ben Rothwell, you are not that old. You're not that old. Ben Rothwell ain't even 30, is he? No. I'm not even sure if he's 30. He, he, he looks old, but he's... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, it's like I don't understand how... It's like, I want to ask some of these guys that, that fight in the UFC, like, hey, when you start doing MMA, do your balls shrink that you magically need testosterone replacement therapy? Like, can you explain to me... Why, like, I can understand, like, in Chael's case, he said he has low testosterone. I can understand that, because I've known guys that have low test wow. levels, and whatever. That's, the, and that's even questionable. But I'm talking about dudes, yeah. like, 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 I understand, like, Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson's fucking six million dollar man old. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he could, he could go on the TRT. It's okay. But it's like, yo, why, why is, like, Alistair Overeem on TRT? It's like, get out of here. Vitor Belfort. Vitor. Well, we know what Vitor Belfort is. Steroids. But, I mean, eh, I don't... I was... Uh, when I read that, I was like, I was like, oh, that's not surprising in the slightest. I don't know. I mean, these dudes... Vitor is so questionable. Like, I was... Huh? No, I said Vitor is so questionable, dude. Every time you bring him up, it's like, yo, come on, man. I mean... <laughs> Like Dana White said, Vitor put himself in this awkward-ass situation 
by he can't fight in certain places like <laughs> like because he was on steroids at one time and everybody knows it and then if anyone brings it up he like wants to get them beat up like some reporter in Brazil or no it was an American reporter that asked him some question and he was like I want that guy beat up like yep. dude you're in Brazil like they'll do that shit like yep, this ain't a that. joke <laughs> like Vitor like, like yeah. and then the whole don't use an excuse if I beat you no it's an excuse it's not even an excuse it's a reason you're on fucking steroids but, or we're on steroids I don't know Vitor is a special case Vitor but Ben Rothwell uh, Ben Rothwell I was like yo really that dude <laughs> I mean, I knew he was on TRT. Like, I had heard before the fight that he was on TRT, but it was just a simple fact. Like, you watch the fight, he's been looking lethargic in every single one of his UFC fights, all of them, even the one he won, or one or two he's won. And then in this fight, you know, Brandon Vera is picking him apart most of the fight, and then all of a sudden, you know, like I said, he goes into hillbilly Hulk mode and, you know, knocks him out. It's like... um you can't tell me that TRT had nothing to do with that. Yeah, that's some that's some old bullshit. So, last last thing, and and this needs to be addressed. Vanderlei and Chael nearly beating the fuck out of each other in public, which is going to lead me to a video clip. But, first <laughs> off, I, Vanderlei, Vanderlei's a ballsy motherfucker. Because he's just like, I'm going to fight you! I'm going to break your face! And Chael's like... You know, and I'm going to play Chael's clip on UFC tonight in a minute. But it's like Chael was like, yo, I'm over here minding my business. Like, um, Anthony Pettis had to come in there and have my back because he walked up with like three dudes and a camera. I'm like, I'm like, yo, Vanderlei's on some real ghetto hood shit. Like, yo, I'm going to run up yeah. on you at the Olympia with a camera in tow. But... The thing that gets me, and, and Chael kind of alluded to this, is the fact that it's like, dude, you had that fight in your hand, and you're like, nah, because I wanted to be on pay-per-view, but I thought you wanted to fight the dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what Vanderlei is doing. I mean, I'm like you, I'm a Vanderlei fan. I'm not sure what the end game to I mean, okay, you want to fight Chael. Okay. See? Vandalay on my fucking desk. <laughs> right. You know, just take the fight next time it's offered to you, because it's been offered to him multiple times. Just take the fight. There that's, you go. that's all you have to do. Well, I want to play I want to play this clip, and we'll run through it so you we can have a few laughs and close this out. So here's Chael talking about his incident with Vandalay at the Olympia. Chael being Chael, folks. I got to ask you, you had a little run-in with Mr. Vandalay Silva, Tell us about it. All right, I'm out at Mr. Olympia. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm having a perfectly good time. I'm at the Nutra <laughs> shop. We're talking about Blueprint. We're having a good... Oh, here he comes. Now, this is my favorite part. This is the walk. This is the walk where he works up the courage to have a facial confrontation here. I'm not exactly sure how he thought this would go down, but this is what happened. This is exactly what happened. All right, so that, that's the clip of what happened there with Vanderlei going and getting in your face, but he also has a little speech. Let's check that oh, out. Oh, well. Você é um medroso. Você ficou com medo de mim. E eu vou te bater muito. Minha vontade era ter me tido uma outra cara hoje. Alright, first off, Vanderlei's talking a whole bunch of fucking Portuguese, so let's fast forward through that. Because people are just going to be like, what the fuck are we listening to? 
They're gonna be like, is Rich broadcasting <laughs> from Telemundo or some shit? But um, <laughs> can I fast forward the fucking YouTube clip? Of course not, because why would YouTube want to work? Um, yeah. So let me see if I can move it up. But Vandalay runs up on the dude. Chael minding his own business, and and you know I, I like Chael. Chael's a, a, a thorough dude, and it's like, yo, this dude runs up to you at this event legitimately wanting to fight you. It's like both of you guys are trained killers and this guy's coming in there like, yo, I'm going to bust you up. It's like, how would you even handle that? Yeah, I mean, I, this is one of the few times I've backed Chell's stance on this. Like, you run up on me in public randomly. Yep. Like, I did something to you. Like, Chell has done nothing to handle it at, at all. To my knowledge. Well, I mean, he's a little uh, tight about talking about the Brazil shit. You know, talking about, oh, you know, the, the, you know, all the stuff you say about my country. You talk you talk bad about me, Chael Sonnen. You are a piece of garbage. You know, that, that shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, and that was just when he was fighting Anderson. Like, he hasn't really said nothing else about Brazil. Like, it's just like, He's the only one upset. Like, no one else is mad but Vandalay. But it's just and like, it, yo. It, it's kind of coming off, like, weird. Well, not only that, but it's like, yo, if you want to duff the dude out, like, when they, like, like, let's put it this way. I hate you. You hate me. Mm-hmm. You want to punch me in the face. I want to punch you in the face. Somebody's offering you the opportunity to punch me in the face for a lot of fucking money. That's it. <laughs> you know, like, like here's this here's this avenue for us to beat the shit out of each other. And Vanderlei's like, nah, I want more money. But I thought you hated my guts. If you hate my guts, it's not going to matter. You can't put a price yeah, on hatred. Fight. Yeah, he should have took the fight then. I'm sure that it'll happen. I mean, with all this bullshit, I'm sure it's going to happen. It's just, like, weird that he's going about it this way when the fight was there. Like, it, it, the fight was there for him to take. And he just decided not... I think before, it was even a fight with um, with uh, Rashad that was supposed to be Vandalay. So I don't... I don't understand what the hell Vandalay's doing. Vandalay's just been on a him, psycho. But he wanted to reports. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I mean, Vandalay's kind of earned the right to do weird shit like this. But it's just like... It, it's It's getting weirder and weirder. Like, just take the fight that you're probably going to lose, which, you know, is unfortunate. But, you know, take the fight and move on. Like, y'all are going to make money off the fight. Yep. I, y'all are getting paid. I don't So what's the problem? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what Vandalay's in-game is. I'll tell you what. That fight after that shit needs to fucking happen. Needs to happen. Almost. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. I agree. If Vandalay retires, let this be his fight. Because they, they hate each other. Well, I don't know if Chell hates him. Well, you know what I mean. Vandalay hates Chell. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's some hot shit, man. Well, yeah. that, that's actually the, the last bit of news I wanted to, to go over with you. Of course, um, your man, your man, John Jones, retained his fight, his title in that fight. And I'm sure, you know, you were like, Wow. He got he got battle tested. We're gonna get some some Rocky and Apollo. But I was bummed. I kind of felt that giving us that Glover fight 
between between you and I, I think that was bullshit. I personally would have loved to see the Gusmas fight right away again. Um, and this is one of the few times I don't side with the fighter in that. Like, it should have never even been his option to not take the Gustafson fight again. Um, they should have just told him, like, y'all y'all doing a, a rematch. Like, hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, I heard my phone beep. Um, yeah, they should have just told him that you're doing a rematch. Like, it should have never even been an option. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Shit is a little funky. But, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I'm interested. Well, no, I'm not, actually. Because I don't think Clover can beat either one of them. <laughs> I was about to say I was interested, but, like, like I'm, I'm seeing people online, like, say that his mystique has been broken and stuff like that. I was, but one dude, like, Gustafson does stuff that other light heavyweights can't do. And Glover Teixeira can't fight like Gustafson at all. And I, I don't think this fight is going to be that competitive. So, I don't know. Like, I would have really enjoyed seeing the Gustafson fight again just to see what the two of them change because I kind of feel like John Jones, I don't think he would dominate Gustafson because I, I don't think he can, but I think he would be able to get him down if they fought again. Like, I, I don't think he'd be able to defend. How many different takedowns do you defend? Like, seven? I don't think he would be able to do that again. And that's where I think John Jones had a clear advantage. Yeah, I don't, you know, the thing with me is that these guys, like, the Gustafson fight, I'm sorry, man. Um, I, I, we needed that Rocky and Apollo moment. And it's like, don't don't get me wrong, John Jones incredibly talented. He's like, yeah, I wanted to give Glover the shot. It's like, dude, you just got tested. You should want to go in there. Like, when Rocky fought Apollo and tested Apollo in Rocky 1, what happened in Rocky 2? Again, <laughs> like and, and and people went crazy for it. Like that's how it should be. I think they will fight. I mean, I, I'm a hundred percent sure they're going to fight again. But like, it's just like uh, I would have loved for that to be the next fight. Like I would just like give them. I don't. I don't know how much time you would give them off, but just give them another chance to fight each other. Just because that fight was so back and forth. That was possibly the best MMA fight I've seen. Like, yep. that was back and forth, uh, just great action. Like, that's the best light heavyweight. That is by far the best light heavyweight fight I've ever seen. Like, you rarely see light heavyweights be able to hit each other that hard, and one of them don't fall. And to go back and forth like that, and, you know, even though I don't think there's any question, well, not any question, I don't think it was a robbery by any means. There are people who, who clearly thought Gustafson won, Although I question some of those people's logic and some of the ways they go about it, but I mean, it, it was a good fight. I mean, I would have loved to see that ran back, and I think it will be. I think, especially you know, if John Jones beats Glover, which is kind of a foregone conclusion in my eyes, and if Gustafson, I don't know who they give Gustafson, but I hope they give him kind of like not a softball, but someone who he can beat. Because uh, I read today he's the Lions, so he might be fighting Phil. He might get a rematch with Phil Davis. I'd take he, that. Uh, from what I'm, yeah, he, he uh, left the Lions, um, the gym that he was training at with Phil Davis. So if he fights Phil Davis again, maybe Gagar Musasi, maybe. Oh, the Musasi uh, fight would be legit. 
yeah, like they they were supposed to fight before. Or fuck it, here 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 we go. Give them DC, DC and Gustafson. Winner fights Jones to share. Um, yeah, no, I I can I can, I can give it that. Dude, that would be that's be it. DC wants that that title shot, right? Beat the beat beat Gustafson, and there you have it, done. Yeah, no, I I mean I don't know what the fuck DC's doing. If ever he's gonna move down to fucking two hundred five, let's talk about it. I don't know if he's ever gonna actually do it. But uh, yeah, I mean either that or maybe uh, maybe Rashad and Gustafson. That'd be a good um, one too. Yeah, like something like that. Like don't don't give Gustafson someone that he's so. I mean, I can't think of many two hundred five that can beat Gustafson. That's that's the thing. I thought John Jones. Like these are the two best light heavyweights in the world, and yep. I find it really this this is similar to the the dynamic. Excuse me. They have the heavyweight division with Kane and JDS. Is they can beat each other, but the rest of the heavyweight division can't beat them. And oh, no. and you and I really don't want them to like clean out all challengers. So I would just give them somebody like you know Gagar Musa, somebody who who was never going to really win their way to the title, like Gagar Musasi, uh, maybe Rashad Evans, somebody like that. Maybe Dan Henderson. Well, yeah, maybe maybe the winner winner of Vitor Belfort, Dan Henderson, which I think is at two hundred five. I think so. So, yeah, give, give him the winner of that. I, yeah, give him the winner of that. I think that would be when's that fight supposed to happen? I can't remember when that fight supposed to happen, but the winner of that fight, I think that would be a really good fight for him because either he beats either Dan Henderson beats Vitor, and we don't have to hear anything from Vitor again, and then we have. You know, uh, Gegard, you know, fighting a legend, or somebody can just beat up Vitor and make him stop <laughs> being weird. <laughs> beat the beat the cheese out of him. Old dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, he'll call himself an old dinosaur and all sorts of other weird shit. Oh Jesus! All right, well, that's uh, gonna wrap up the MMA for this week. Any special projects you're working on, or just uh, uh, business? Of the month. There you go. Yeah, the fighter of the month is done. I gotta send it to you. Um, I'm. That's about it right now. Uh, the Saints Four review. I. It's just about done. <laughs> I know I've been saying I was doing it for a while, but like I got caught up doing moving and all that other. It's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> so, Bro, man, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. Um, but yeah, that's. That's about it. Uh, any other projects? Uh, I come up with. I'll let you know. <laughs> There you go. Make sure to follow Ben on Twitter at Blackout, B-L-A-Q-O-U-T-89 on Twitter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Thanks for being a part of the big MTR 200. I appreciate it, and I appreciate all the stuff you do. No problem. Congrats. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. All right. That was our very own Ben. You can find him on Twitter at Blackout89. All right, guys. It's that time. It's time to talk some wrestling, and it wouldn't be an MTR without Booker T. So please, take us away. We want the gold, sucker! Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga! The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment.
about Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw, which was... Uh, it wasn't terrible. You got to look at it like this. It's the it's the last Raw before uh, WWE Battleground. First pay-per-view in the, in the Battleground series. We'll see if they switch it to In Your House, Heyman's Backyard, or whatever they decide to do next year. But for now, WWE Battleground... It was it was all right. Um, CM Punk is CM Punk is the fucking man. That's all I gotta say. Cutting a, a god tier promo to, to to get the ball rolling. See, and it, I like when when Jay is running Raw sometimes on the fan page. And he'll just be like, "Shh, CM Punk is talking." Because whenever CM Punk comes out there, you know he's he's spitting hot death. It's gonna be CM Punk cutting epic fucking promos that are just going to make you lose your mind. That's what he does. He cuts these amazing promos and people just, they eat it up. And this particular promo was, was just fucking bananas. And I'm trying to find a clip of it and see if it actually works. And, um, just so I can share it with you guys, because I was not that I was dumbfounded, but I was just like, wow, that was, that was a badass fucking promo and, uh, promo. No. Nope, no, there's no video of the promo. But yeah, um, CM Punk's promo on Ryback and Heyman was was beautiful. It was it was amazing, and um, the best part of it was to me that Punk, Heyman, and Ryback have such great chemistry that it just it just works. And it's funny because you wouldn't think, oh, Ryback's chemistry isn't that good with CM Punk, but Heyman is the guy that makes that shit work. He really puts it over the top and I and I really really like it. Of course, uh CM Punk took on Biggie Langston who at this point I was shocked he still had a job because you haven't seen him on TV in like fucking 6 months, but it was it was all right at best. I know the thing that gets me with Biggie Langston is there's so much potential and no idea what to do with him, which is crazy. Uh, Fandango and Kofi Kingston had their regular paint-by-numbers match. It was what it was. And, uh, yeah, Los Matadores debuted on Raw. So, these two motherfuckers who you guys know I love oh so much with their, with their pink masks and their, and, their, and their fucking hats and their jackets, I'm going to play their entrance from Monday Night Raw, just so you guys can hear this this madness, and then I'm gonna share the the bullshit that was this match. So let me see if I can pull up their intro, which was interesting. And now, for the first time ever, making their Raw debut from Plaza de Toros, Fernando and Diego. Los Matadores! This is gonna be good! Olay!
That's a little bull. A lot of bull. And we've been hearing rumors that that's one ferocious little bull. JBL, how do you say little bull in Spanish? El Torito. So Los Matadores and El Torito. Look at it. Look at it. Look at this. That's <laughs> great. He's like a Spanish bodacious, a red rock. Whoa. I don't think you can stay on it for eight seconds. Uh, you, no, you couldn't. Tough Edelman couldn't stay on it for eight seconds. Whoa! <laughs> Ole! We've been waiting for this for a long time. The debut of Los Matadores. So, let's talk about this shitty fucking gimmick. First off, our very own Quark says, and I quote... I'm sorry, I'm going to be that guy. I like it. I think it really reinvigorates the tag team division. Now see, Quark, Quark is my dude. A cool guy. Occasionally I want to twist off his fucking head and shit down his neck. But I like Quark. Quark is a good egg. So, here's the thing. I don't mind another tag team. I have no problems with another tag team. The problem I have is this gimmick. This gimmick of fighting bullfighters with a midget dressed as a fucking bull. That's, that's the thing that kills me. It's not, it's not the tag teams. Yo, I'll take more tag teams every day. But what we get are these two motherfuckers dressed in this shitty fucking Tito Santana, Portuguese man of war, fucked each other, had a baby abortion, and, and... And Mascarita Dorada, who's the who's the midget bull, is is just it's just fucking sad. It's sad. And the thing that gets me is the fact that JBL is hardcore trying to sell it. He's like, this is fucking amazing. They come out with a little bull. Oh my god, it's so fucking wonderful. It's like, yo, fuck you. You're you're full of shit trying to sell this to me. You'd have better opportunities selling me panty liners, baby food, and, and, and fucking dirty diapers than these fucking assholes. Get out of here. You know what we're going to do? We got the, the matadors, right? Let's, let's create a new gimmick. Instead of different Sinkaras in different colors, we're just going to take everybody in the back that doesn't wrestle and dress them up as different bulls. Every week... Los Matadores come out with different bulls. So next week, Zack Ryder will be in a bull costume, and the bull will have a Z on it and do the broski boot, but dressed as a bull. Every week, Los Matadores will have a different bull. At least do that. That's, do something. Because this, this fucking gimmick, there you go, the Punjabi bull. Dress the great Kali as a giant fucking bison and send him out there. On, imagine a bull, uh, an eight-foot-tall bull on a fucking Segway, like this, like this, just rolling down, going through the Matador shit. It, uh, it's, come on, come on, it, I'm sorry. Listen, yes, there you go, the Brock dressed as a legitimate Brahma bull. Yes, 
Thank you, Prometheus, from punching the walls of reality. Thank you. Which, by the way, those guys broadcast every Monday, 8 p.m. Central or 10 p.m. Central, and I will be on their show this week, uh, this coming Monday. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, dress every guy in the back that's a jobber as a bull. Yoshitatsu as a Japanese lion dancing bull. That's it. He comes out. He's got the fucking lion shit on. He's fucking bobbing his head and shit. You know, you do that. You dress. You have Sin Cara come out as a luchador bull. You got Vince McMahon as a racist bull just coming out firing everybody. You got Stephanie McMahon dressed as a bull. You got Triple H. He's just a big nose bull with an earring in his nose. Forget it. Just, just all the jobbers coming out. It dressed like bulls every week. Dress Wade Barrett as a bull with a little fucking Union Jack on the side. Like, fine. But this shit, you want to get a tag team over? The Goya brothers were fine. You know what fucked up the Goya brothers? The the necessity to be racial. To be racial. Like, here we go. What do we associate Puerto Ricans with? I don't know. Ponchos that look like the fucking Puerto Rican flag. And reggaeton. And then you're going to put them with a chick who, who can barely dance and doesn't speak good Spanish. Yeah, yeah. That gimmick destined to suck. Definitely. Seriously. The, when those guys, when they were Primo and Epico, when they were the Goya brothers, they'd come out with Puerto Rican flag ponchos. For those of you that don't know, in Puerto Rico, no one wears a fucking poncho. No one. Yeah, we might wear the flag as a cape occasionally because, you know, we're fucking degenerates. And sometimes we have a parade and we make complete fucking dickheads of ourselves with Puerto Rican flag shorts and Puerto Rican flag shirts and Puerto Rican flag hats and Nike sneakers and a Puerto Rican cape. Come on. It's it, that That's what they did. It's like, yo, here's what we're going to do. You're going to put on these ponchos, damn it. You're going to put them on. But, but Vince... In Puerto Rico, we don't wear ponchos. Put on the fucking ponchos! And you just see them come out with the little ponchos and shit with stupid Rosa Mendez, who who you probably see at Taste of Honey Strip Club on Monday nights at 12 o'clock during the lunch buffet. Because I'm sorry, man. If you're going to be a valet and you're going to be hot and shit and you're going to come out and you're going to shake your ass and you're going to do all this shit, at least learn. Go take some salsa lessons. Don't, you know... Rosa Mendez has about as much dancing ability as Miley fucking Cyrus. Because seriously, she'd come out and she'd try to dance. And it's just like, no, no. And, and you know what the thing is? I know a lot of you guys, you've gone to the club. And there's always one chick that she swears that she's tearing it up. She's dancing her ass off. And, she, and she's not. She's not dancing her ass off. She's not. In her head, she thinks that she's in the club and, you know, she's doing she's doing the fucking the, the, the shake and shit and the rodeo. And it's like, no, no, you're not. You know what you look like? You look like an epileptic that's having a seizure standing up. No, no, you're not. You're, you're dancing. Not good. Yes, you look good. Dancing? Not so much. Seriously, like, that's, that's what kills me. Like... Primo and Epico failed because of the gimmick, not because of their wrestling. It was because Puerto Ricans with ponchos just didn't work. And then you send, you know, 
lime soda Fanta out there with them, and that shit just doesn't work either. It's it's just depressing shit. It is depressing shit. Anyway, so the 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 Puerto Rican bullfighters defeated 3MB. Why? Because that's what that's what we would expect. So the Rhodes family came out. They had their awesome little promo. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, just just being awesome as usual. And it was funny because he got in trouble for telling Stephanie McMahon to shut up. Like, allegedly, the way that promo was supposed to be, it was supposed to be done a different way, but they, ad, you know, Dusty Rhodes, he ad-libbed the promo, and what ended up happening was he ad-libbed the promo, so when he put his hand up telling Stephanie McMahon to shut up, he wasn't supposed to do that. So that that raised a lot of red flags. Like, allegedly, Stephanie McMahon was all sad and shit. <sighs> you know, like, she was all pissed off. The thing, The thing that gets me was that Dusty Rhodes sold that fucking match dusty Rhodes is is a fucking amazing amazing wrestler and and if if there's no indicator of that it's dusty Rhodes hard times promo which is is just legendary legendary if you've never heard the hard times promo i played it once and i'm gonna play it just because a lot of you guys think that dusty Rhodes is this old codger that comes out and he's just you know, yeah, I'm Southern and all, and I wear a fucking stupid hat. But um, Dusty Rhodes' promo work was by far fucking amazing. Amazing. Check this shit out. I'm not going to play the whole thing because that shit's three minutes, but it allows me to have a nice refreshing swig of water. Check this shit out. Ladies and gentlemen, you all know that Dusty Rhodes has been injured. Well, we want to welcome back tonight Dusty Rhodes for his first interview since his injury. Here is the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starcade 85, it is to the resident fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, with that weight, got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. And we all had hard times together. I admit, I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. 
My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out because the love that was given me in this time, I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues. There you go. Dusty Rhodes being epic God tier in his promo work. Anyway, so Curtis Axel and R-Truth had a match and uh, yeah. Brie Bella and Alicia Fox had a match. Yeah. So, as I was saying, Brie Bella and Alicia Fox had a match. Oh my god! Ah! 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 Oh, that's better. Ah! 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 Here you go! So, that match happened. Um, Big Show being a big crying bitch. Alberto Del Rio took on Zack Ryder because we knew how that was going to end. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, Ryback was proposed to by Paul Heyman to be a Paul Heyman guy, which was... Pretty, pretty fucking amazing, once again. But The Shield and Dolph Ziggler and The Usos stole the fucking show. Those guys, Dolph Ziggler bounces around like a fucking ping pong ball. And he sells, he sells a spear from Roman Reigns like The Rock sold a gore from Rhino. If you guys remember when, when the, when Rhino gored The Rock, The Rock sold that shit like like he died like he like he just got killed and it it was just amazing and Dolph Ziggler is on that same level I'm trying to find the clip of um Rhino goring the rock so I can share it with you guys because it was it was beautiful and that's pretty much how how Dolph Ziggler sold that shit because Dolph Ziggler is a fucking legit worker that's what he is the Usos are always awesome but Dolph Ziggler his his work ridiculous Rob Van Dam got his ass kicked because it's Rob Van Dam and that's what happens Santino Morella fucking helped to continue shitting on poor Antonio Cesaro which is just a tragedy all its own and uh yeah to close things out Daniel Bryan Randy Orton being a fucking dullard as usual and yeah that closed out Raw Raw leading up to Battleground it was alright wasn't the best wasn't the worst it was it was just there. Anyway, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Slick, um, be ready. Jay Santee, 
Captain Quark, that's your cue. Make sure to call in so we can discuss some of these wrestling news. I did want to discuss one thing in particular, which um, I'm really looking forward to picking up, and I'll go into it while these guys get prepped. Uh, The Goldberg Ultimate Collection drops next Tuesday on DVD and Blu-ray. A lot of awesome matches. They got Bill Goldberg taking on Hugh Morris when he first debuted. His U.S. Championship match against Raven, which was a classic. Um, Of course, him and Hollywood Hogan from Nitro and 1998. Goldberg and Mr. Perfect from Bash at the Beach, which was bananas. And the other one I liked is Goldberg, of course, taking on the Giant, a.k.a. the Big Show, before he became a big crying bitch. And that match was of particular importance because that was when Goldberg legitimately jackhammered the Big Show, which was probably one of the best feats of strength I've ever seen. It was it was amazing how that went down. And the thing that got me was I'm like, yeah, he's not gonna get him. He's not gonna get him up for the jackhammer. And sure as shit, he did. I was I was blown away because it was an amazing spot, super amazing. Anyway. I've just been told that uh, the captain is on the line, as is Mr. Jay Santee himself. Let me bring both gents on, because I want to go through the wrestling news with both of them. Captain Quark. I live. You live. Yep. Welcome welcome Uh, back. That college life to keep me down. The struggle is real. The struggle is real when you're trying to better your education. Let me bring on... Of course. Jay Santee. Jay, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> well, you know Jay Santee and the regulars got to be here for the 200th episode. Of course. So, a couple of things. I wanna, I'm going to go back to this Goldberg thing because I want to discuss it with you. So, check this out. You guys know TNA is, for all intents and purposes, pretty much fucked. Buried. Yeah, buried. Thank you. Uh, copyrighted Cork and Blade 2013. <laughs> but, um... Here's the, here's the skinny with this. It seems that TNA wants to run shows in Vegas instead of being on the road because they're losing a fuckload of money. But it gets better. Turns out that on top of that, they're allegedly contemplating selling TNA. I heard that earlier today. According to what they're saying, and this was on the Wrestling Observer, um... The Carter family either wants to shutter TNA or sell it. Now, with that said, I'll go to Quark first. If would you would you be okay with WWE buying TNA for the tape library? For the tape library? Ooh, that's a good question, actually. Kurt Angle compilation. Uh, best of Kurt Angle. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, if they just you know they get the back library and you know kind of get. You know, I think they could finally use Sting, maybe, unless he jumps ship again. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'd say they, they probably could get it for, like, pocket change at this point almost. This is what WWE's been waiting for, just sitting, sitting pretty, just waiting for TNA to go under by itself. How sad is that, that Hogan and Bischoff pretty much kill another company? Doesn't surprise me. Jay? Well, as you can say, they are well known in the industry as the grim reapers of promotions and feds. Yep. Uh, as if for buying the, uh, you know, the backlog for them, I just recently found out that TNA is, act- is very much huge overseas. 
So right. that'll actually be something that'll benefit WWE in the long run very well because TNA has such a great fan base overseas, especially in Asia, that that actually is profitable for WWE. Now, as for what you mentioned earlier with the whole Vegas thing, in my opinion, I think that actually can't save the company. Nope. Vegas Fucking brings Vegas. in a lot of revenue. Yep. It's Vegas. Yep, so here, here's you give the question. It a, Go ahead. You give, it a, you, know, you give it a little bit more of an edge to it, because Vegas is Vegas. Plus, you know, you give the flash and that, and it gives you also that old look of when, you know, the NWA was around in the territories and such. I think it actually will bring them more profit than they did when it was in Orlando. So they, this is this is the thing that gets me. If they buy them, you can get all the Kurt Angle matches, so you can do a best of Kurt Angle. Like Quark said, you get Sting. Not only that, but you probably can pillage AJ, Rude, uh, James Storm, maybe Gunner if you want a jacked up meathead, um, Hernandez, Austin Aries, Jeff Hardy, who you could probably get back in there for a bag of blow and some blow pops. And um, Jesus plus the, 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 the knockouts, which, let's be honest, are better than the Divas. You think the WWE really cares though about like half the people in that roster? Yeah, I, I was gonna about to say the same thing. It's like they're gonna pretty much strip it down, like if it was a used car in Grand Theft Auto, and just basically take what they want down to the bone and just discard everybody. Well, here's here's the here's the interesting part, and and you bring up a good point. Are they interested in some of these guys? Think about some of the guys we have on television now, and the fact that you have three hours for Raw, you have. Two hours for SmackDown, that's five, and you have an hour for main event. You have six hours of wrestling programming, yet nobody can get on television. 3MB, Ken. That is all. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So and my boy is the Matadors. There you go, the, the, the Matadors. The Pantalones. Them niggas. But the only thing that can't really help it also is that if they could finally get, you know, the, the backing from the cable companies and get the WWE network off the ground, this actually saves everybody with jobs and actually pushes more promotion where you get the NXT and a possible other, you know, addition to maybe the TNA, and you get a whole wind of cross-promotion going on and, and, and cross-feds going against each other, which basically the wrestling universe has been dying to see. So... That'll actually probably be the best, uh, another uh, outlook to look at. Well, the way I see it is, as long as Shane McMahon doesn't want to walk out on the last episode of Impact, we'll be all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine. It comes up one episode. Oh, my God, it's Shane McMahon. <laughs> all over again. <laughs> Brand new invasion. It should literally be a remake of like that old WCW episode. And just like per shot. Oh, it would be amazing. Just all of a sudden they come out. Shane McMahon is there. They're doing the simulcast. Everybody's like, "What the fuck is? Oh my god!" Just, just, just JBL and and, and Lawler having a stroke. Literally again. Literally again. Literally, Jerry Lawler having a heart attack, and Taz comes out and heart punches him and chokes him out. <laughs> it's 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 crazy that TNA has come from so far to this. TNA is the equivalent of Naked Cowboy in Times Square. Like, fun to look at, but you don't want to really want to give those motherfuckers money. And you really don't want to invite them over to your house. Nope. And that's the problem, And It's like, everybody's like, oh, well, Dixie Carter killed the company. No, she didn't. Hogan and Bischoff killed it when they're like, hey, let's go on the road. Let's leave Orlando. Let's do all this shit that costs us a fuckload of money. 
Yeah, I'm look, I was looking stupid. at it. Yeah, I was looking at it today because even so, I'm thinking about the whole money wise, and I'm going. You know, TNA really doesn't need that humongous screen. TNA does <laughs> not really need that big retarded walkway. Sorry for the views of the words, but it just doesn't seem to be what is needed at the moment. The whole flat for TNA loyal fans have been loyal fans and like what they were usually to, which give us a curtain. If you wanted a little, you know, 52, you know, 56-inch screen, high def, whatever, we're happy with that. Just give us freaking storylines and give us wrestling. Yep. We don't need the flashy stuff. WWE gives us that already. There you go. So let's, 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 let's put a, a death clock on, and I'm going to get a pen, and I'm going to write this down to see who is right, and we'll figure out maybe we'll do a, a contest between – uh, Quark, Blade, and the MTR staff. Which one? We'll start with Quark first. TNA. Does it make it through 2014? And if so, to what part of 2014? To 20. Oh man. Um, I'm thinking it will definitely be. Is it confirmed they're going off the road, or is that like rumor mill still? Ah, uh, fifty-fifty. They've been saying about going off the road to cut costs. I think they'll definitely go off the road. That's probably happening right and i think they'll definitely get rid of some of the like top guys okay i think we'll definitely see angle leave i think sting most likely aj possibly and we probably will probably see them get rid of their big guys and like the return of shark boy to save money <laughs> all right well if that's the case tna if tna's death date give me give me a month uh month i'm thinking uh 2015 uh, February. Never, never. February die. 2015. Never. 20, die. 2015 February. That's what I'm. I'm giving it in February of 2015. All I right, think they'll I'm still put, be around next year. I'm putting 2015. Jay. There we go. I was looking at and I'm thinking about uh, if, you, if you have it. What's the what, what's Spike involvement? How, how long is their backing and how long they had their contract with them? Well, here's here's the kicker with that. Spike Spike wouldn't let TNA go under because. They like the ratings for that slot. So, looking at it from that standpoint, Spike TV could, in essence, buy TNA from the Carters. Huh. Now, that's what makes it more interesting to hear because. But now, they'd wipe the slate. Now, Spike would yeah, wipe the slate. And, yeah, and we've seen, what, we've seen what, what, what happened before when uh, ECW went that same round with TNN. And they pretty much washed that down and, and it just holds that out of the building. Um, I was going to go the same route, but I'm also thinking about who could probably come back, like you said, with the spike, and who could probably be possible investors, even possibly if, a, you know, an out-of-overseas uh, uh, company comes in. But I'm looking at January 2015. All right, so two 2015, 1-15. Slick, I know I you're like in the chat. He did the, he did the prices right thing. There you go. One month before May. <laughs> <laughs> gotta put, I gotta, gotta put Slick cold. in this. Slick, I know you're in the chat. When is TNA gonna go under? Give me a month and a year, <laughs> and and we will throw you in the pool. And the winner, the winner will get some sort of prize from me. <laughs> Slick, Slick believes TNA will last forever. <laughs> Poor Slick, leave, leave him alone while he comes up with that. Uh, June 2014 from Slick. And I'm writing this down. You guys see this shit. All right. So, 
let's get into some of these other wrestling news. I gotta run by you guys. Well, besides the uh, the big Goldberg box set, of course, Triple H's Stroke Fest, because that's what oh, that shit is, God. is coming out. And one interesting nugget of information out of that was the fact that Batista wasn't the first choice for Evolution. He actually they actually wanted to put Mark Jindrak in there. Who? That Mark? was hilarious. Yep. They even have a photo of what it looked like, and it yep. was just like if they photoshopped. Batista out and put Jendrick in there. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, I'm like, oh my God. It's like, poor Batista. It's like, imagine being Batista, your home with your, with your Drax the Destroyer makeup on still from Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> banging, banging three low grade strippers while your 16 year old daughter's just in the living room, embarrassed that you're her father. And you say to yourself, fuck, I wasn't even the first guy. Drinking bottom shelf liquor. <laughs> he is. Uh, no, and it's funny because even Jendrak even said, he said it recently in the interview himself that he wasn't ready for it. So he himself put him out of the picture. Like it wasn't like creative or yep. the McMahon's put him out. Jendrak put himself out. So like Batista got it by default. Yep. <laughs> Poor, but you know what the best part is? Batista has the last laugh because he's like, yeah, I'm going to collect this Marvel money. I probably signed on for five movies. They're probably going to give me, you know, infinite amount of WWE style money. And Vince will pay me triple that to come back and powerbomb Mae Young through a table. And that'll be that (laughs) to promote the movie. And the hand. And the hand. Damn it, you're going to put that old bitch through a table. Through a table, damn it. (laughs) Will you be a Paul Heyman guy? You never know. Please. Oh my God, Batista is a Paul Heyman guy with Ryback, and call him the Juice Crew. That'll be their tag team name, the Juice Crew. Wow, how '80s throwback can we get? <laughs> That's why I can wanted to actually, do it, the Juice Crew. Can we actually come out with a boombox? Yes. And like move over the Funkadelics. Yep. <laughs> well, here's here's a blast from the past that Quark will laugh at. Ken Shamrock would be open to coming back to WWE. As per what, Twitter, wow. as per Twitter, somebody said, "Hey, would you go back to the WWE?" And he's and he at Vince McMahon, and he said, "At wow. Vince McMahon is the man who can set it up, brother." At WWE, he's gonna ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Shamrock is gonna be one of the bodyguards who has to escort, like one of the the private like police the WWE hires the actors oh, shit. To, like escorts the Punk out, and he's just gonna fucking head kick like all seven guys. <laughs> Including Ken Shamrock. He won't last a minute. He's going to be the guy that's like serving popcorn in the front row. And if somebody gets unruly, he already knows how to put him in a sleeper and drag him out the arena. Prometheus, right, the bully him. Prometheus says Shamrock has bills to pay. Hard times. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We just started the hard times meme. That's it. Everything's hard times. <laughs> He still owes $635 to T-Mobile. You oh. gotta give him something. Dude, Dana White said he owed him $175,000 and he's coming for him. He said that in the video. He's wow. like, Ken, you owe me $175,000 from a lawsuit, you piece of shit. I'm coming for you. T-Mobile's not, not if we get him first. There you go. Dana White is coming for you. Here he is. Dana White coming for Ken Shamrock. On camera. Wait, did you... Did you see that they are promoting now the Frank the Frank Shamrock Kim Shamrock uh, reunion type special on on Spike? Ugh. That will be a train wreck. <laughs> no train wreck 
is WWE creative repackaging Wade Barrett again. Oh, play the play the Homer Simpson theme right now. Play the play the music. Hit it. Hit the drop. Oh, here we no! go. No, here we Hit go. It. Oh my God! Ah! 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 Yeah. So, so here's the here's the thing with Wade Barrett, and I know I know Quark is a, is a Wade Barrett fan. Wade Barrett is I cool. Know, yeah. I like Wade Barrett. Awesome, awesome wrestler. He just doesn't get over. You want to know how you get Wade Barrett over? Either dress him up as James Bond. Or make William Regal his fucking manager. Otherwise, it's it's this. Oi! I'm Wade Barrett! Oi! I hit you with my elbow! Oi! Soccer! Wasteland. Football! Wasteland! New fucking Nexus! With the government shutdown, with the government shutdown, we can just say, like, Wade Barrett has invaded the country and he's the, <laughs> like, he took it over. Make, yeah. make him, like, 1770s British fuck. I'm feeling it. Well, you know what's funny? They <laughs> wanted to give him the gimmick that he uses on the JBL and Cole show where he's Bad News Barrett. And he goes around, I guess, giving people bad news, which would be funny if they did, like, him walking backstage. Oi, Zack Ryder, you're a fucking jobber, bloke. And they just zoom in on <laughs> Zack Ryder's sad face. Just bad news fucking Wade Barrett telling Zack Ryder he sucks and the camera just shows sad Zack Ryder face. Oi, Yoshitatsu, you commie bastard! Speak English! Just, like, just, just get the whole stereotype going in and give him, like, the Cockney accent. Yes! Having him going around like an old school paper, like a paper boy, going, me, 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 miss me gruel! Oi, me, me hungry, or... Like, oh, my... I mean, Yo, make, ju- him a ba- like, make him a villain from a Bond movie or something. Dude, dress him as one of the fucking newsies. Hey, get your papes here! Get your papes! Get your papes here, Wade Barrett selling papes in the arena. <laughs> some shillings for some crumpets. Dude, it's yeah. like, dude, so many gimmicks for Wade Barrett. So many. So, so you know what this means? Many. Everybody be introduced to a new theme song, a new theme song coming down. This guy has more theme songs than 50 Cent has albums. Yeah, it's like, yo, Wade Barrett gets, like, his last theme song was legit with the little God Save the Queen shit. Oh, I thought it was legit. I was like, all right. We're on to something. Then he comes out, and all of a sudden, he, he has boom in there, and it just sounds stupid, and then he does the stupid elbow shit. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah, now I'm, I'm expecting, like, it's going to be, you know, the Annie's Hard Knock Life theme coming out. This was this was his shit. This was his good shit. God save This shit. Like, that shit was legit when it dropped like that, and I was like, all right, cool, little guitar riff. You wanted to fucking be a soccer hooligan and punch French people in the face. Now now it's like Wade Barrett, baggage handler. And, uh, it, it is sad, too, like we said before. Even when, you know, when he first came out in NXT, he had um, Jericho as his, his mentor yep. and stuff like that. The guy had legitimate star power going for him and even like when he was had the whole nexus run and all that still legitimate star power you talk about putting the lights out on somebody real quick it's re- you keep changing it yep. it's gonna just turn everybody off val says wade you know barrett super nanny <laughs> oh my super god nanny. you know it's bad when justin gabriel of also nexus fame gets on tv but wade can't yep when oh. when he's slater is in a developed 
tag team, but Wade Barrett is gone. But Wade Barrett is... You know what? I would put him and Cesaro together. Here's another throwback. Call them like the Allied Powers or some shit. And just or have United them, Kingdom yeah. like from the WWE game or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, dude. And just have them beat the fuck out of everybody. But I mean like like hardcore soccer hooligan. I'm going to come out, oi, 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 and fucking stomp people in the head and shit. Oh, my God. It would be amazing. Yeah, just make them rough and tough and no nonsense. Don't let them even speak. Give them like two words. That's make it. Make them like the new version of the APA or something. Dude, here, here's the thing. Cesaro is going to turn face only because the crowd likes the giant swing. Can you believe Are that you shit? Me? Yep, that's the plan. They're oh, going to break him up. Thing. Yep, they're going to break him up from from Jack Thwagger, from Sylvester, you know, and they're going to put him by himself. Because, you, know, you know, Jack Thwagger is by himself. If, you, if they actually, you know, uh, used it, but they don't. There you go. Someone in creative needs to take a cyanide pill. <laughs> Oh, it gets the it gets better. Swing. The oh, giant swing God. is gonna get him over. It's, the guy was already over once he walked through the curtain. Thank you. I, 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 oh, but again, here's here's dude. Another, he he. Well, oh my God, what's his finisher called? The neutralizer. The, the, the neutralizer. The gotcha neutralizer. Great Kali. How does that not get you over? Thank you. Thank you. Well, here's here's um hard times. Yeah, hard times. Hard times. Um. This is a, a rumor right now. Ultimate Warrior Hall of Fame this year. Shocker. Showing do you up think in. He's really like. Um, do you think he's worth? Uh, is he worth to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he could be in the Hall of Fame, dude. Come on, fucking him coming out. <sighs> Warriors just on on Raw on a Monday night. I just want to turn on my television at like nine thirty and see him high on angel dust cocaine and just speed and with his face paint on and he's all old and shit with tan muscles a giant coat just staring at the camera and shaking for 10 minutes well, so happy. <laughs> well first of all we, we already know his introduction his hall of fame introduction speech is gonna go into like the three hour mark oh my god no one's gonna understand a word he's saying when i ascended from the heavens on a giant pony I came forth, and I said, let there be light. And Martin Luther King gave me a high five alongside Malcolm X while I had ramen noodles with Chang Ho Park and Wayne Gretzky. Like, that's the kind of shit he's going to do. He have, like, a tuxedo with, like, four buttons open and his chest painted. Yep. It'll just be like, <laughs> holy fuck. He's going to finally escape that mirror that Hulk Hogan was looking into. <laughs> <laughs> Well, allegedly, he's going in the Hall of Fame, and DX is going in the Hall of Fame, and allegedly, Daniel Bryan's going to win the Royal Rumble. All rumors. Well, the Daniel Bryan winning, winning the Royal Rumble seems logical. I mean, I, we already know that this is like going to be the extended program to WrestleMania, this whole Daniel Bryan thing. So we yep. already we, we could forecast that going on. DX going in. Do they have a porn section for China? Is I don't know. Cool. There you go. Hi Good old. Well, well. Taking I, I the mean, most dick on screen. Well, I mean, <laughs> China. China's been really busy with you know Lamar Odom being on crack and all. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's hard. Times. Times. <laughs> yeah, China's Too on well. hard times, literally. <laughs> but um, yeah, supposedly they're gonna all go in. 
and and Warrior's probably going to be the main guy. But on top of that, and, and Jay, we talked about this, since Rob Van Dam's going to go on vacation, he Ricardo's going to turn on him and go back with Del Rio, allegedly. You see this shit? Do you see this shit? The humble servant returns. There you go. He's going to uh, turn on Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam is going to be written off TV, you know, and Ricardo back with Del Rio because you know what? Del Rio's about as effective as a fucking as a fucking tampon on a doll. Yeah, pretty much. You could have just put the strap on a sponge or a empty bottle of ketchup and it would have got more pop than Del Rio or, or, or anybody else that's associated Let's with Let's see. Gets. Who's on my desk that's more over than Del Rio? Kimbo Slice. Right here. Kimbo Slice on fucking camera is more over than Alberto Del Rio. You see this Kimbo Slice? The only Kimbo Slice action figure in existence that doesn't come with the barbecue fighting box set. Oh my god! The the empty bottle of water you have there it gets it gets more attention than Del Rio. It's 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 ridiculous, dude. That they're gonna just oh yeah, we did all this shit to get Ricardo over, and now we're just gonna have him turn on Rob and go back with Del Rio again. Wait, a rumor, I wasn't but a over. stupid one. Oh, I tell you, man. Oh, no, you tell you, man. No, dude, RVD's never been over, in my opinion. RVD's fucking Sorry. over. Are you crazy, dude? RV- I I I am not a fan, dude. But that's because Pours you didn't watch the ECW. Shit out of me. Let me tell you something. I had beer spilled on me in the Elks Lodge, and I got to hand somebody a fucking chair that that ended up being used for a fucking Van Daminator. So yes, RVD is fucking over. The problem is he's not but over they, for they you. They don't let him do anything crazy though. Yeah, that's, that's problem. but that's that's so booking. Tame. That's creative, dude. They they want to make sure that he doesn't make the other guys look shitty. Well, yeah, he's on that whole Jericho thing because we already know Jericho goes in there. He makes everybody else, yep. you know, look fantastic. But if they wanted to, Jericho will embarrass everybody in the Google that goes into that ring. There you go. So, get this. Uh, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards from Ring of Honor tried out for WWE recently. And um, supposedly they impressed. And um, it's going to be left up to Triple H. What do you think, Jay? Davey Richards, Chris Benoit uh, 2.0. They're going to be in NXT. They're going to be gods. They're yep. really going to be. They're going to walk in there and they're going to just you know crush anybody that goes in there in, in their path. They bring them up to the main roster, water down. I mean, uh, look, we we we, we got to come. We got to come to the realization now that WWE, although they're trying to push the tag team division, los matadores. That's there what I go. have to say. Yeah, huh. but you but you know what, dude? Yeah, come sure. on. Davy Richards, Eddie Edwards, dressed up like wolves from Twilight. Come on! Oh, hey, you might have hit on something there, dude. Davy Richards, copy, Chris, Chris copy Benoit. Copyright that now before creative hears that, dude. Davy Richards, Chris Benoit, without the Bible, the pillow, or the uh, hanging from exercise equipment. Okay, you just spoke his name now. Now I'm going to have a, a bad spirit in my house. There you go. So dude. now I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. Dude, Davey Richards is Chris Benoit reincarnated without the suicidal <laughs> and homicidal tendencies. So, so, what we know of now. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, dude. If Davey Richards needs that job. He needs it. Needs it. Because in fucking Ring of Honor, he's, he's, not, he's not getting that belt again. Yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those things right now that I I I I like what WWE very much are doing with that whole 
that whole facility that they got, what they the promise that they have that they're gonna do with with the guys, which it, it's, I mean, even having them go through the 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 ropes of going cutting promos and all that stuff, it's it it, it, it it's an amazing thing for these guys to go through. Yep. I just hope that they just let them be who they are, and not you know take them away from their their, their natural ability. Well, look at El Generico; he's over without a mask. Listen, if you guys have not seen it, that two out of three falls with Cesaro is probably the greatest match in this year. Oh, yeah, Quark, you got to see that shit, dude. What was this? Um, Antonio Cesaro and um, what the Sammy hell is he called? Zane yeah, Sami Zayn on NXT. Oh, NXT. Oh, two dude. out of three falls. What are problem. When are they going to finally move him out to the main roster? No idea. Of course. Well, buried. the last, uh, yeah, Buried is right. The last uh, bit of wrestling news. Quark, get your get your money ready. WWE Raw's twentieth oh, anniversary box set will be twelve discs. Oh. December third, you're gonna get such gems as Tatanka versus Scott Taylor, or perhaps what? or perhaps Kamala versus Yokozuna, or or maybe just maybe Alex the Pug Porto versus Mankind. No, no. Oh, Scott doing my pennies. Big Stevie Cool versus Little Guido, or perhaps Goldust versus Savio Vega. What is this garbage? Maybe Do we already have a, a best of Raw already. Maybe Rocky Maivia versus Vader. Oh, stop, dude! Or if you're stop. feeling really, really generous, the Godwins versus the New Blackjacks versus the Headbangers. Oh, not okay. Now dead. you just swerved my ears. Now there you go. Now I'm listening. How about this? How about this? <laughs> Skull and Eight Ball versus Los Boricuas. Come on, Jay. <laughs> oh, listen. I listen. I created them on on WWE 13. Yes. There you go. Harry back on that. fucking what's his name? Who was the guy with the with the obnoxious body hair? God. Uh, half the roster of that era. There you go. Or or here's a good one. Road Dog versus Al Snow. That's on disc four. Oh, there we go. That's not bad. All right. I'm All right. with that. Do we have Max Moon on there? No, but we have Shane McMahon versus X-Pac, or the Corporation Test, Bo- Big Boss Man, and Ken Shamrock taking on The Undertaker, Bradshaw, and Farouk as the Ministry. Okay, Where yeah, is, okay. Uh, it's, it's picking up a little bit. How about The Ministry Posse? located on this disc? How about your boy, The Ministry Posse versus Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe? <laughs> uh, fuck that. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, the it's, Pat, it's, I can already smell the Pat Patterson jokes. Uh, wasn't, that cha- wasn't that the change the channel era when you went to when you went to Nitro? Yes. I don't know how this match got on there. Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit, and Batista versus JBL, Christian, and Eddie Guerrero. Wait a minute, they no, got we, Benoit in there. That's oh, what it says. <laughs> Some, something slipped through the editors. That, yep. Or, or let me let me go down because this twelve should have the best stuff. Kane versus CM Punk, Sin Cara versus Evan Bourne, Big Show versus Alberto Del Rio. Oh yeah, Kelly Kelly versus Brie Bella. Yes, yes. This is is this an April Fool's gag gift? Nope, this, December third. December third. Wow. December third. Or maybe Santino Morella versus Dolph Ziggler versus Jack Swagger is your fancy. Perhaps you want that. Yeah. It's the greatest DVD set of all time. It's just as good as King and King's. Oh, oh dude. Jesus. This, 
this this is gonna this is gonna sell out. Like there's good matches in there, but you see the mediocrity that I have read you. Wildman Mark Merrill oh, versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wildman Mark Merrill. That's it. <laughs> Th- there you go. Come on. Terrible. But there you have it. All right. If anybody if anybody doesn't like me, please don't like me anymore and buy me that. You can uh, you can get me a lump of coal and I'll appreciate it. Well, there you have it. That actually wraps up the uh, the wrestling for this week. Uh, real quick, of course, you can follow Jay Santi on Twitter at jsantipsw. You can follow Quark at QuarkMTR, but he is on lockdown mode in college. But perhaps he may answer a tweet if he feels so inclined. Anything else you want to put out yeah, there, boy. fellas? Um, keep listening to the show and a good job on 200 episodes and hopefully 200 more. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. There you go. Good job. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Jay? Uh, once again, happy to be part of the family. Congratulations on 200 episodes and, um, keep that swag coming. I'm ready for it. There you go. All right, fellas. Thanks. Peace. Peace. All right, guys, that was Jay Santi at Jay Santi PSW on Twitter and the one and only Captain Quark at QuarkMTR on Twitter. That's going to wrap up this week's wrestling segment. Let's talk video games, shall we? So I want to open up with this story because everybody is losing their fucking minds. Mind blasting is going on because Grand Theft Auto's online is fucked up. Everybody's upset. Kids, their kids, their kids' kids, their mamas, their mamas' mamas. Everybody's all upset because GTA Online is broken. Broken. Not working. Either you can't get in, or you get stuck, or whatever. But here's here's the thing, and, and this doesn't go out to all my gaming listeners. This goes out to you spoiled, pampered, pillow-bottom pieces of shit that realize that Rockstar made a billion dollars and was not ready for what is going to happen. This is what it is. Servers are going to be made. They're going to be created for the game. Shit takes time. It's not going to work the first day. And those of you that have played Call of Duty can vouch for that shit. The same guys that are bitching about Call of Duty not working are the same fuckers that are complaining about GTA not working. This is part of going online. You self-entitled fuckbags. It's like, it's like, yo, come on, man. You see them. Yo, man, I'm trying to log in. I've been trying to log in for the last half hour and the shit doesn't work. What the fuck, man? Fucking Rockstar. I saw a guy. He wrote. Let me see if I can find some of them. He wrote, I believe, 22 tweets over the course of three hours complaining that he couldn't log on. Complaining. Fucking Rockstar, I spend all this money for the box set. Fucking Castle appreciated hard times, yes. Hard times that Rockstar made a billion dollars and they couldn't get the shit working. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry that it's broken, that you can't play online. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. You bought the game, you were playing it all this time without online. Did anybody give a fuck about online with GTA 4 or with GTA 3? Get out of here. Oh, you know, Rockstar should have had this shit ready. Really? Really? Because you don't think that Rockstar was prepared for millions and millions and millions of you fucks logging in. Millions of them. And the shit wasn't gonna work. Come on. Stop being so fucking soft. You fucking douchebags. That's the shit that gets me. It's not the fact that the that the online doesn't work. It's the fact that the game has been out two weeks, roughly. Two weeks. Two weeks. And online went live October 1st. It is now Friday, October 4th. That was three days ago. Three. Three fucking days. Three. And you, you, you soft pieces of shit are that mad. You're mad. But I mean, you know what it is? <laughs> Arc. Yeah, it was. It was 80 degrees out that day. But seriously, here's the thing. You, you put the game. You bought the game for 60 bucks. You put the game in. You play the campaign. You love the campaign. You killed hookers. You ran people over. You robbed some people. You shot some people. You may have been eaten by a shark or two or three. And with that, you still enjoyed the game. The online, while yeah, it's great and everybody's looking forward to it, it's not the end-all be-all. It's not. Give them a few days. Online went live October 1st. I have a calendar on my desk. Give them until the 8th before you start bitching. Maybe give them until the 15th. Holy shit. And this goes back to what I said last week. People are very, very, very sensitive. Very sensitive. Very. To the point where I bought my kid this game... And he's been, he's been upset that he can't get online. Oh, really? Oh, really? You're upset because you're spoiled, fucking bubble-raised little fucking uh, fuck trophy couldn't get online. I'm sorry that little Timmy, your fuck trophy, can't get online. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Rockstar, counting their billions of fucking dollars, couldn't set off enough time to set up your little fuck trophies online gaming session. Get the fuck over it, people. Get over it. It's like Louis C.K. said it years ago. People complain about their cell phones not working. Meanwhile, you can be flung across the planet in a giant tube and still answer the phone. But nobody thinks about that. No, my, there's no fucking Wi-Fi on this plane. You cocksucker, you are on a giant flying tube flying across the country in possibly three hours. And you're mad that you can't go online. You can't go online. You can't. For three hours, you can't go online and look at cat videos. 
or, or, or rabbits shitting on people's cars. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Exactly. Hard fucking times. It's like nobody stops to think that in 1980, up until 1985, the only, the equivalent of multiplayer was an NES, maybe a four-way play, and if you were lucky, you'd have an extra controller that would be your power pad that in order for you to make Mario run, you'd have to do this. You remember those days? 80s babies, I know some of you guys are in the chat. You remember those days when you only had two controllers, but you had an extra friend over, and he wanted to play, and you couldn't help him out, so he had to use the power pad, and he had to jam on the... Like fucking Thumper from Bambi to get Mario to run? Oh, yeah. Oh, remember those days? But you complain that you can't get online to kill hookers. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, and Cass says it best. I'd get pissed if you couldn't play it at all. Calm the fuck down. Amen. You should see the amount of people come. Yo, man, fucking online doesn't work. But, but, but does the game work? Does the game work? All the game works. It does, right? You fuck. Get out of here. And that's, that's the sad part. And this goes back to what I've said before. Self-entitled pillow-bottomed, sensitive assholes. That's what that's what we've become. A society of easily offended douchebags. I spoke to, a, to a, a girl I worked with. She's a good friend of mine, and she's a twin. Now, her and her sister both have children. They both had sons. Now, my co-worker, her son, he is three, but he looks like he is eight. He eats... Everything. Everything. Regular food. Everything. Her her twin sister only feeds her son organic food. Doesn't feed him meat, but only feeds him organic food. I love my homegirl. She's cool as shit. But her son looks like he should have flies on his eyes and Sally Struthers should be giving him a blanket. Give that fucking kid a hot dog. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, oh my God, my son only has organic peaches. Are you fucking kidding me? I played with so- with toy soldiers made out of lead. Lead. That probably should have helped me, help my body download cancer. But they didn't. Get out of here. It's like, it's like, I need, I, come on. My my son, he only he only eats organic vegetables and he doesn't eat meat. He's fucking three. He is three. Once again, I'm sorry that your fuck trophy can't eat the lunchable that my kid can eat because he only can have organic lunchables. Made by made by Cambodian midgets in Sri Lanka. I'm sorry. But this is what I'm talking about. I remember, and again, I'm dating myself. I'd scrape my elbow. I'd come in. My, scrape my elbow. She'd take a bottle of witch hazel, pour that shit on, and send me out back outside. That's what would happen. Go on back outside. And then, oh, it's bleeding. Let me let me throw some mud on it. Throw some mud on it. Okay. 
It's like, you know what social media was in 1986? Go the fuck outside. That's what it was. Ma, can I call my friend? Go outside. Ma, can so-and-so come up? Nope, go outside. Go play. Go outside. That's what it was. Now, forget it. It's, it's, it's... And, and again, it's not so much all the gaming community. Just everybody that's younger, substantially younger, that they don't know how to wait. They don't know how to wait. They don't know how to let shit just work and work itself out. There you go. Cass said it best. Play outside. Come back in. Eat beans. Go back outside. Social media in the 80s was graffiti. Yes, Jay. I remember the days where you would be like, you would go and be like, I got props, people. You would go, and this was your communication. Wherever I wrote Spliff 96, wherever I wrote Spliff 96, you would know that I was there. I was there. And my buddy, he would come over, and he'd write, like, Beaner 187. And he would write that. And then it'd be like, oh, shit, you were over there? Yeah, man, I was over there. Come on. Come on, you fucks. You fucking panty-waisted douchebags. Learn to wait. Learn to wait. Learn to wait. Let the shit work it out. Quark, beautiful example. Motherfuckers got their heads down in their phones like zombies. You know what's going to happen? We're not going to be destroyed by the zombie apocalypse or al-Qaeda we're just gonna we're just gonna fucking kill ourselves either because we're too sensitive or because we're not prepared for anything nothing nothing at all we're not prepared for shit you want to know what's funny I know guys guys I I am 33 I know guys that are 26 and don't know how to use a screw gun don't know how to use one what do I use? Do I just get a drill? Use a screwdriver. But can I use the thing that goes like that and you just... that The thing that goes like this! You fucking mook! Are you kidding me? But I'm... I kid you not. I swear if I'm lying, don't let me make it till next week. I know guys that don't know how to use power tools. Don't know how to use them. None. I know guys that don't know how to mix cement... No, don't know how to do that. I know guys, I know guys that don't, do not know how to hand wash their fucking underwear. Don't know how to do it. Don't know, no clue, none. You know, in a pinch, you got to wash them shits by hand and you know, no, we don't, I don't know how to do that. Don't know how to do that. You know what motherfuckers know how to do? Selfies. That's what they know how to do. Selfies. That's what... Hashtag. Hashtag selfie. This shit. See this shit? This Jimmy Fallon, Justin Timberlake shit? That's what we do. That's what we do. Candy Crush? Yeah. That's fine. No problem. Do you know how to make some rice? No. Omelette? No. Nothing. It's, It's sad. It's fucking sad. Selfies. This is it. Do you know, you know how many girls I know? I know. I know a girl. Uh, let's just say her name, her name was, was Clara. 
I'm going to change her name. Clara. Clara says to me, we were talking about relationships. And I'm, I'm going to use this to segue into something else. She says to me, oh, no. Any guy I marry has to deal with buying food, with buying takeout because I don't touch no meat. She said, I don't touch no meat. I don't touch no meat, she said. I'm like, why don't you touch meat? Oh, because it's disgusting. She said, I don't touch meat because it's disgusting. Now, I looked at her and I said, I'm going to ask you a question. And if you get offended, you can slap me in the face. She goes, what's that? You don't handle meat to survive, but you'll jerk your man off. You don't handle meat. We piss through there. We pee. We pee through there. But you won't touch a piece of chicken. You won't touch chicken to survive. Nom, 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 nom. No. No, but you will touch what we pretty much excrete waste product through. What, what fucking smells like onions if you don't wash it for a couple of days. <laughs> like, like, I'm serious. Like, this is the, the generation we live in. This is the, the entitled generation that we live in. I don't, I, I don't handle no meat. Oh, and the second part of that statement, she said, any guy that wants to marry me got to come with at least a carrot. You want me to give you a one carrot diamond? You, you fucking man batter receptacle. Love you to death. You're a cool chick. Man batter receptacle. And you're, you can't even make me a chicken sandwich. You can't even make it because, because you're disgusted. You're disgusted because you're touching, you're touching meat. Come on. And this is, this is, this is the shit that kills me because these girls and these guys are the same individuals that go on Twitter Tweet, 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 This game doesn't work. Doesn't work. I waited online 20 minutes. I can't believe I waited online for 20 minutes to buy a hamburger. Can't believe that. I can't believe I waited. I can't. This bus, this bus is going way too slow. You should be, you should be happy that you can get on a bus that actually goes somewhere. Uh God, it is the end of days. It really is the end of days. And this is what happens. This GTA debacle is exactly that. All you guys are sitting in the chat and you guys are laughing at my insanity. And you guys are like, yeah, you know, Rich is crazy. Rich is probably not even even 100% on the level. No, I am. I am on the level. The problem is that nobody else seems to see the world the same way I do, except the people in this chat room. Everybody in this chat room is like, yo, Rich, you right. You right, man. You all good. And then everybody else outside of the confines of this chat room are fucking insane. Hi, I'm going to bring my dog to the mall in a stroller to pick up GTA for my son. Bitch, you have your dog in a stroller. I'm here to pick up my reservation of GTA. What's it under? Oh, a name with a lot of consonants. Okay. Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3? I don't know. I think it's it's the Station 3. Oh, the Station 3. 
You want the Station 3 version with your dog in a stroller. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yep, that one. Oh, God. I just, I just want to carry around small tactical nuclear devices the size of this speaker so I can just launch them at people. And just, just end their lives. Murder, death, kill. One, eight, seven. Anyway, Slick says he wants to come in. Let me bring him in real quick. Mr. Slick, welcome to MTR 200. How may, how may we help you? <laughs> uh, what's up, man? What's going on, dude? It's like I said, I, I, I didn't expect GTA Online to work. When it, when it first started, first of all, because they told you right off the back it's not going to be available when the game launches. Yep, which means the that shit was still right fucked there. up. Exactly, it wasn't ready. Right. They're like, it's going to come out in October, which is literally two weeks after the game launches, basically. I'm like, that's just not going to work right away. Right. The online for GTA 4 didn't work right away. There you go. Which I totally forgot even had online. That's how unimportant it fucking is. You know what I'd like? Exactly. I'd like... Hold on one second. Think about this. You buy GTA. You run home. You run home. Like, 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 like you're as fast as your little legs can carry you. You put the disc in. Xbox logo. GTA logo. Then it goes, fuck you, I'm not gonna work. Like, seriously, like, imagine the screen just goes, fuck you, I'm not gonna work. What then? What's more upsetting? That you can't play the game at all? Or that you can't play the portion of the game that comes after you play it? Right? Am I wrong? That that automatically makes us stupid. Thank you. It's just, it's, it's sad, dude. It's fucking sad. Well, I sound kind of sad. I mean, I'm not telling anybody how to play their games. Right. But GTA 5 is fucking enormous. Not just as a, you know, the, the playable space, but the scope of the game. And I'm talking about just the single player. And it's like, People plowed through it just so they could be ready for online. Exactly. It's and like, I'm yo, like, enjoy the game. Take your time. Kill a few hookers. Parasail off a fucking building and land on a bear. Do something fun. It's like, I, I run around the game. I'm maybe about halfway through it right now. I run around the game just doing stupid shit. Today, I my biggest experience in the game, aside from pulling off a heist, was running to the military base and stealing a jet plane and managing to actually land it in my hangar without right. dying. Okay. Yesterday, my, my biggest accomplishment was surviving GTA trying to play seduced by a cougar, which means that they sent two mountain lions after me and I shot them down with guns. Fuck you, Peter. That's right. The fucking cougars came after me, so I fucking killed them. 
the deer I just killed for fun, so whatever. Go ahead. But it's like, just fucking enjoy the game. Why are you rushing through it when the shit is, it's like, you don't know if the online is going to be great. I mean, the, the video promo for it has the online being great. But you don't know that that's going to be your actual experience. People are still having trouble getting on, and we don't know what the server load is going to be like, especially if you're playing it like me on the PlayStation 3, because online experiences have not been great on the PS3. I really didn't care, because it's like GTA is always, you know, since GTA 3, which is the first one that I played, it's just an experience, so just fucking enjoy it. The online is going to be, no matter how good it is, the online is going to be an afterthought to the main game. There you go. That's it. But this is the thing, dude, and, and this is why social media, it's a gift and a curse. I love social media. It allows me to reach out to my audience, to, to embrace them, to hug them, to occasionally punch them in the face with a dose of reality. But there's also incessant complaining. I'm just going to sit behind my keyboard and behind my phone and bitch, 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 It's raining. Hashtag sucks. Hashtag why rain why. Hashtag Vicodin. Hashtag kill yourself. Like that's what happens, dude. I love social media. I love it to death. But this is what happens. Had online not worked on GTA 3 before Twitter, you know what you would have heard? Crickets. Crickets fucking chirping. That's it. There's nobody would have cared. They would have kept playing. Remember when SOCOM came out on the PS2 and they were first trying to get online up and running? Motherfuckers trying to use... Thank you. People were... or, Or Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast. Remember that shit? People were like, yo, I, I I think I got online once. Come on. I don't know how. I mean, I applaud, even though I shit on the Dreamcast, because I just shit on Sega. I, I applauded Sega for even trying to make that shit work when there you go. basically all people had was dial-up. There you go. Dude, dial-up. I'm like, how the fuck was that going to work? <laughs> That's what that shit used to be. You'd be like, did I get a dial tone? 718-818-7626? Let me use that number. And then you go on and you're like, yes! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, video game gods! And 30 seconds later, fuck! Exactly. You're playing and you're like, oh man, I just leveled up to like a level 30 and I'm about to fight that... Your connection is broken. Fuck! <laughs> Ma, hang up the phone! Jesus. Necesito ordenar comida china. Ma, hang up the phone! <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... Dude, come on. We all remember those days. The AOL, age, sex, location. You're getting ready to have some chick send you her well-angled photo through instant message that may or may not be a picture from Glamour magazine. And you're ready... You, you're ready to get this picture, and then it was like, broken. Fuck! 
Seriously, dude. It, and that's what I'm saying. Fantasy Star Online, dial-up. Again, borrowing from Louis C.K., you should be glad that you can play a Korean dude at 4 o'clock in the morning with your mouth covered in Cheetos, your controller covered and stained in Mountain Dew, while you're wearing underwear and perhaps no shirt. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I, I, I complain about my speed myself, but it's like, you think about the shit you first had when you first got a computer. It's like, it's just terrible. That's what, but that's what I mean. But, but just the, the, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I, I'm, I'm nostalgic, but it's just, I take solace in the fact that I can play online against you who lives 20, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes from me, Cass, who's all the way in Arizona, Waffles, who's all the way in Tanoctalan, uh, Ark, who's at Oktoberfest, and we can all play a game together, together, in different locations, and we can talk to each other. No, no, no one's grateful for that. No, I, I, I can't kill hookers. Come on. Sad shit, dude. So, while I got you here, you're going to help me do these gaming news. Um, Batman Batman Arkham Origins, get this. The Wii U version gets no love because it's going to be $10 cheaper than the Xbox 360 or PS3 version. You're going to get the whole single-player campaign as all the other games, but no online multiplayer. So, you'll be able to buy the Wii U version of Batman Arkham Origins for 50 whopping dollars. Woohoo! Wait, why do they just keep shit on Nintendo? <laughs> it's like, it's like, what? Oh, you guys want a multiplayer? <laughs> Meanwhile, wow. on Xbox... You know what those are? Achievements for playing multiplayer on Batman Arkham Origins. <laughs> That's what that is. That it's it's dude, that Nintendo just no love, dude. No love. And it's like they just sit back and take it. It's like Yep. They just tell Mario, turn around and spread your cheeks. Here's what I want. I just want to take Arkham Origins. And replace everybody in the game with Mario characters. Mario dressed up as Batman, fighting Koopas that are dressed like thugs. No? Maybe that'll work. Mario and his fucking short ass thumbs. Dude, just just Mario, just just Mamma Mia, it's the Joker. <laughs> just just you know, how just serious would people how serious would people be if the Wii U version of our Origin just featured freaking Mario, Zelda, and just Nintendo characters in place of DC characters. Yep. Dude, everybody. Where everybody from Nintendo. Dude, Killer Croc would be like Donkey Kong and shit. Black Mask would be oh a shy God. guy that's painted black. People would lose their minds. Commissioner Gordon, I saved this city! I'm the hero this city needs. <laughs> Although if they if they made that like an alternate play mode, 
<laughs> People be mad they couldn't get it on the PS3. Where's the trigger? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's dude. That why not? Every game that doesn't come out on Nintendo should just be done with Mario. Just to troll everybody. Just Call of Duty with Mario. Just Mario with a fucking ghost mask on and an AK-47 just running around shooting turtles. Like the zombie the zombie map would be those skeleton turtles that you step on and come back to life. The dry bones. That's it. Just dry bones. Just you running around. Mario Call of Duty. Oh my god. Triple kill. Triple kill. Double kill. Just, just, uh, uh, yo, the care package would just be Lakitu dropping millions of fucking spinies on everybody. That would be the care package after five kills. Dude, just, just troll every company and just make every game with Nintendo characters. At this point, the freaking chopper would be freaking Bowser's flying pod. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Oh, we can't get Street Fighter? Fuck it. Smash Brothers with fireballs. I'd play that. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That. That's it. You must defeat Shenlong to stand a chance. Mamma mia. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's... Dude, that's 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 how crazy. Like, if I were Nintendo, oh, you don't want to put your game out on our system? We got something for you, dude. And just crank them out. You and just change the names. Like instead of Call of Duty Ghosts, it'll be like Call of Duty Kirby's and shit. Yoshi would be the dog. That's it. You have a different color Yoshi instead of dog. That's it. Different color Yoshi's instead of dogs. Mario with the and and the best part is Mario dressed up like fucking like Ghost from Call of Duty, straight dressed up like Ghost from Call of Duty, like it has to be exactly like that. Because seriously, it, now the the winning thing would be the Street Fighter game, Princess Peach doing a spinning bird kick. That's it. She do the spinning bird well, kick. You can't see where the hell she's going because her freaking dress falls over her face. Yep. But that's the kind of, but seriously, like, Nintendo should be in the market where they're like, oh, you don't want to put your game on our system? No problem. Dude, like, I would make Super Mario Madden. Oh, you're not going to give us Madden? Fuck it. Super Mario Football. But, like, hardcore football, like, like straight Madden, all the way down, all the plays and everything, <laughs> but, like, with Bowser's Bruisers and, 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 you know, you know, the New York Shy Guys, um, the Los Angeles Yoshis. And just have just crazy shit like Yoshi with a little with a little helmet on and fucking pads and shit. The Florida Kirby's, you know, the Louisiana Lynx. But you know what? You know why that would work? Because it would bring back the days of the NES, where like you had the cartridge with thirty fucking games on it. That's it. Super Mario Madden. <laughs> Yo, kid, you camping out for that Madden? Nah, man, Mario Madden is where it's at, yo. I'm 72 and 0 right now. I've been playing for the last two days. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's what I mean, man. Like, like I feel bad for Nintendo, and, and sometimes their failures are a product of their own design. But you have 
a roster of characters. Just have fun with it. Like I said, I don't need 17 versions of Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Oh, Mario Soccer? I have that shit, Waffles. I think, I think Slick... Slick, you, I think you came to my house and we played that, that Mario Superstar Soccer together. Or was it Sega Soccer so. Slam? One of the two. But that's what I mean. Dude, NBA Jam Mario Brothers Edition. Oh my god, he's on fire! <laughs> no, NBA Street Mario Edition. Oh yeah, dude, come on. And, and it's funny, because, you know, Mario Strikers and all that, that's where they were going. But that's what I mean, have fun with that shit. The Michigan Metroids. Thank you, Dark Helmet. Like, that, like that's what kills me, like... Oh, you don't want to put multiplayer on Batman? No problem. We're just going to dress Mario as Batman and pay DC to use the, the costume. Fuck it. You think DC would care that Mario's dressed as Batman? They'd think it's the coolest thing ever. They'd be like, merchandising, merchandising. Bring back double dribble. Oh, my God. Yes. Mario slamming on, on Sonic. That's it. That dude, that is exactly it. As a matter of fact, let me see if it's here. But yogurt, what is this place? What is it that you do here? Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. That's what Nintendo needs to do. Just like that. Merchandising. Out the ass. Fuck it. Batman Mario. Spider-Man Mario. Fuck it. Oh, you guys yeah, are well, putting out... Sp- merchandising this, this Sunday. There you go. It, dude, it's it's madness. Anyway, moving on, because poor Nintendo, we could just beat them up for, for hours on end. So, last week we were talking about the season pass for Batman. And, you know, we, we, we shit on it, as, as we should. So, IGN spoke to Guillaume... Uh, I guess his name is Guillaume Vogel. From uh, He's the producer for Arkham City Origins about the season pass and how other people besides us are complaining. He said, The costume DLC is going to be available with the season pass and it's basically a bonus, right? There's going to be a lot of value in that season pass. One of the items we can't talk about yet. We'll just wait for the gamers to really see what the impi- entire package contains. It's going to be a big deal. So with that said... There's a season pass for this game. He says there's some huge deal that's of epic proportions. What would it take for you to buy the season pass? I don't know, because I've given up one. I've pretty much resigned that aside from picking up Pokemon... The rest of the games I get this year are going to be Black Friday special. So, what would it take for me to get a season pass? First of all, if they're going to be on the PS3 or the 360, they need to drop the price at least to $50. Okay. They need to include the season pass, and they need to stop this bullshit of fucking nickel and diamond us. Because the bottom line is, we are one month... And 11 days away from, well, we're already in the, in the next console generation, technically, because of the Wii U. Right. But we're one month and 11 days away from the start of, you know, the 
the heavy hitting new console generation, if you want to say, because you know only one in ten people even has a Wii U. There you go. Aside from me, does anybody else in the chat even have a Wii U? We'll see. Crickets. Yep. Mueller. Anyone? There you go. See. Waffles has one. He said. There you go. On the other side of the fucking country. There you go. But here's here's the here's the kicker for me. I don't mind a season pass. But when the bulk of it is costumes, like single-player epic campaigns, they're great. You know, that'll add to the replay value. That's fine. But if I'm paying you 20 bucks and you're giving me campaigns, don't come out. Don't do like they did with Justice League, with Injustice, and then say, oh, yeah, we're going to do another set of DLC that you have to pay for. So after you bought the season pass, you're going to have to pay for more shit. No, and I, I, I'm still, you know, disagreeing with the season pass because, again, I, I go, I mean, I, I beat it like a dead horse, but I go back to the example of Burnout Paradise where you got a shitload of extra stuff for free before they started charging you. And mind you, that game was released by EA. Yep. Don't ask me how the fuck you got all that shit for free when it came from EA, but you did. And I guess it's because they, they really let Criterion run with it. And then they realized how much money they, they lost because they let Criterion run with it. And that's why they did all that bullshit with Need for Speed. But then there's, you know, I guess that that might be why some of the other companies are not, not there anymore. But you take Prototype 2. All you have to do is pre-order and you got, what was it, like 50 50 days worth of free shit. Yep, I remember that. And, you know, it was it was nothing super spectacular. It was like challenges and costumes and stuff like that. But all you had to do was pre-order the game. It didn't cost anything extra. I remember. So basically, if you even remotely planned on playing that game and you didn't pre-order it, you were just a dumbass. There you go. Because you missed out on free stuff. You are 100% right. While we are on the subject of the Wii, and I see that Dark Helmet was talking about it because he is selling his, Nintendo, and this is the last bit of gaming news, Nintendo announced that they are wrapping up manufacturing of the Wii. The Wii manufacturing is scheduled to end soon. So there you have it. The Wii is on its way out. So Dark Helmet, you better hustle your ass to sell that. Because they're, they're going to stop manufacturing the Wii in the near future. Not for nothing, though. It's probably, you know, one of Nintendo's best-selling systems ever. You know? Yeah, because, you know, like you said, merchandising. They did it right. I mean, the problem was the games. And now it's not, not the fact that there's a whole bunch of shitty games coming out. It's just that there's no games coming out. And it's the stigma of the Wii that's causing the problem with the Wii U. Yep. So they are going to stop manufacturing the Wii very soon. It's gonna, it, you know, maybe that'll that'll help some people keep it, and um, you know, keep it as a collector's item. But most of the stuff is backwards compatible with the Wii U anyway, so people are gonna get rid of it also. 
Yeah, the only, I mean, the thing that, the reason why a lot of people are still holding on to their weed, though, is because. <laughs> yes, I, I'm an asshole, people. I'm laughing because I said. Holding on to their weed. Holding on to their weed. Yes. But, uh. <laughs> Is that the the Wii U doesn't play GameCube games? I thought it did. No, no, it does not. Oh, that the Wii fucking is, sucks. The Wii U is only backwards compatible to the Wii. The Wii oh. is backwards compatible to the GameCube. Fuck, that sucks. Well, I mean, they they made that clear when it when it was when they first announced it. They said it was backwards compatible to the Wii, so, you know, nobody should have thought that. Well, I think this is fitting to describe that, then, when it comes to Nintendo. Theatricality and deception. Powerful agents to the uninitiated. But we are initiated. Aren't we, Bruce? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, theatricality and deception. Nintendo's like, oh, yeah, check out this shiny new system. By the way... All that old shit you got, you're going to have to rebuy it. You're going to have to buy it in the Wii store. Oh, my God. <sighs> now, everybody, once again, like you said, everybody's taking from Nintendo and doing the same thing. Yep. It's like, you own, you own a, a PSVCM, do you? That's it. It doesn't have backwards compatibility. Oh. That's dude. It, it's it's crazy because it's like every system. It's like, oh yeah, that other system you had and all the shit you bought, fucking worthless, worthless. Just toss it in the fire. I mean, you know, Sony's like, yeah, we got Gaikai and you're gonna be able to play your shit. But here's the question: If you have twenty five PlayStation three games, and Gaikai is coming out. Is it going to force you to rebuy those games, or is there going to be some trick to where you'll be able to get those games on the service? Everybody's all like, yeah, old shit, yeah! And it's like, but are you going to have to rebuy that old shit? Because think about it. I have a launch PS3, you have a launch PS3. We can play all the old shit back to PS1, but every other PS1 game that's come out since... For newer systems on the PSN store, you got to buy them. Oh, you want to play Street Fighter Alpha 1? $5. (laughs) What they, I mean, I guess there was no way to know about it back then, but what they could have done is kind of like what Nintendo does with all of their games. There's always a little card in there. It has a code on it that you can enter in Nintendo.com to get points. Right. Which, you know, they let you get a lot of a lot of cool shit with. But if, if, you know, Sony and Microsoft did some shit like that, you know, when the new consoles come out, you can enter a code or something. Or they could make something where, like, if you enter the information, like the barcode for the game, they'll give you a code that will let you download it when shit like Guy Kai becomes available. Okay. But who knows what the fuck they'll do. Exactly. They'll probably make you pay at least five bucks a game. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, everybody's like, yeah, you can play all your old shit, but it's like, can you? Can you really play your old shit? Or are they going to open it up for you to rebuy 
all your old shit. That's the kicker. It's like the stuff with Xbox Live. All those games I bought on Xbox Live Arcade, they're not translating to the Xbox One yet. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's 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 exactly that. Fucking crazy, dude! Just nickel and diming us. Actually, one last thing on the whole um, GTA situation. Uh-huh. I don't know why anybody thought that GTA, GTA Online would be super-duper great. Right. When, once again, like I said, about two months after the release of the game, you have a new console coming out, two new consoles coming out, that the game is not coming out for. At least Rockstar not yet. Zero, well, they have zero plan to bring it out on PlayStation 3 and Xbox One. The games are not in development for those consoles. Dude. So if it comes out, it would be like 2015, by which time yep. people are going to be waiting for GTA 6 or whatever add-on title that they're, they're going to have. So, I mean, if it's not in production now... There's really no point in, in even starting that. Because yep. if they rush it, it's going to suck. Yeah, but and you know what? I have a nagging suspicion that, you know, we're, we're being treated like mushrooms, being kept in the dark and fed shit, because they'd be stupid to not put those games on those new consoles that don't have backwards compatibility. That's how I know, dude, that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Not, not... They're not going to, you know what they're going to do? They're going to just slip it out there. They're going to do some sort of a, of an event, and then it's just going to be Rockstar Presents. And then everybody's going to be like, wait, what What the fuck? GTA 6? Uh, nah. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's why I say it wouldn't be anytime soon. And nope. At, at, the, at, the, at that time, it really wouldn't even be all that worth it because... Rockstar is not like, you know, like like Microsoft. They don't feed people misinformation. They You ask them a question, if they don't want to give you the answer, they'll say no comment at this time. They've been asked, is the game in production for Xbox One and PS4? And they flatly said no. Sure. So they said no, it's not, it, you know, as of right now, it's not in production for those consoles. So anybody... And I hate to point out people in the chat, but ah, fuck it, I won't. There was there was somebody in the chat who was like, "I'll wait to get it on PS4." I was like, "Dude, it's not coming out to PS4." Pretty much. Good luck with that. Well, we're just gonna have to wait and see. But um, that actually ties up all the gaming news for this week. Anything you wanted to add? Um, uh, no, not right now. All right, let me get into this uh, entertainment news for this week. All right. All right, bro. Peace. Peace. Of course, our very own Slick. You can follow him on Twitter at SlickMTR. Let's get into this week's entertainment news, shall we?
to put out a correction. It is MTR Slick, not Slick MTR. Right, Quark is Quark MTR, but Slick is MTR Slick. Just a quick correction. Thank you, Slick. Slick doesn't go on Twitter too much, and I tend to forget his his uh, Twitter handle, but it is MTR Slick. That's my own fault, though. There you go. So you can follow Slick on Twitter. Anyway, let's get into some entertainment news. And this entertainment segment is brought to you by Rip the Apparel. You see this cool-ass Walking Dead t-shirt I'm wearing? I got it from our friends at Rip the Apparel. They put out a new pop culture t-shirt every day. They got a shirt out right now, aptly titled The Expendables, focusing on the red shirts from Star Trek. So do yourselves a favor. Make sure to check out the Rip the Apparel banner on MyTakeRadio.com. Pick up some cool-ass shirts. They're only 10 bucks, and it helps us out as well. Every banner on the site is exactly that. It's not just there for show. Every click, every purchase helps us, keeps the lights on, allows us to do video with some cool-ass fucking cameras, and doesn't force me to have to borrow a, a, a netbook from our friends at GFQ to get video out for the show. So, again, all the advertising on the site, it's for you. It really is. Everything everything that's on there. But our friends at Ripped Apparel, they've been kind enough uh, to provide us with some shirts. So you'll be seeing a lot of different Ripped Apparel shirts on MTR. This one is The Walking Dead from Ripped. Here's the cool thing. Every shirt you buy is only available for 24 hours. After 24 hours, a different shirt is unveiled. So if you don't get it that day, you're not going to get it. So this little snazzy shirt... One of a kind for now, unless somebody designs something cooler. But yeah, Doctor Who, Walking Dead, pop culture, uh, sci-fi, you name it, they do it. Make sure to check out our friends at Rip the Apparel. Alright, so I want to open things up with uh, Sherlock Holmes 3. Yes, Jude Law actually did an interview recently where they asked him about it, and he said that they do want to do it, but they're very busy. They're trying to really find some time to get together, but they do want to do a third film that will be better than the previous two, which given given how good Sherlock Holmes was, I wouldn't be shocked that it's that it's as good as the first two. Those guys have great chemistry, and you know what? They don't abuse it. They take their time with it, and I really like the second Sherlock Holmes. I felt that uh, Moriarty was awesome in that film. The entire cast had great chemistry, and think about this. The first Sherlock Holmes film made $524 million worldwide. Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, made $545 million at the box office. So, food for thought with regards to that. In some small screen news, a lot of people were pissed off that NBC is going to be doing uh, an adaptation of John Constantine. Primarily because NBC, when it comes to drama, are shit. NBC drops the ball all the time. But, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait and see with this because... You know, it's got a couple of different people involved. David S. Goyer, of course, is writing a script. And he's working with the executive producer of The Mentalist. So, I'm going to give it a shot and see. Um, You know what the deal is. Dark Helmet, what the hell are you doing? Fucking up our revenue, you bastard. Yes, Rip the Peril and T. Fury are both MTR advertisers. Shush. (laughs) Anyway. If you hear me sniffling, it's not cocaine or any of that shit. <laughs> it's um, allergies. I've been dealing with some allergies the last couple of days, so uh, pardon the occasional sniffle that you hear on air. Anyway, as I was saying, Constantine to the small screen, I have no problem with it. I just think that it's a shitty network to do it on. Yes, Kath, meth, 
meth from from Walter White stash, the blue stuff. Jesse Pinkman is on speed dial. Whenever I need a, uh, some good meth, I call him up. Anyway, a little Breaking Bad reference. Uh, tip a cold one for Breaking Bad now that it's no longer going to take over my Sunday nights. Um, anyway, so I think Constantine would work as a show not on NBC, maybe on FX or on Showtime, but yeah, even on Stars, I think Stars would do good because uh, Da Vinci's Demons isn't a bad show. It's all right. Uh, HBO, you know what? You know what? Val brings up a good point with HBO because. Now that True Blood is on its last season, you could get another good supernatural show to fill in that slot, and Constantine would have been a solid fit. Plus, you could have some nudity, a little, a little, you know, a little sex. Yeah, it would work. It would work. Nice point. Nice job there, Val. Good, good job. So, here's here's some news: an unnecessary sequel for a film that was moderately amusing. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Horrible Bosses Two which is scheduled to hit theaters November 26th, 2014. Of course, Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and Jason Sudeikis will be returning. Uh, Jamie Foxx is also going to be returning as Motherfucker Jones. Now, I saw Horrible Bosses 1 on cable. It was alright, but does it need a sequel? No. I like what Val says about them doing it for Jennifer Aniston. Here's the kicker with that. Everybody's like, yeah, Jennifer Aniston, she's talking dirty, she's naked, she looks really hot. Yeah, and? Oh, but you gotta watch the movie, it was great, but... Listen, Jennifer Aniston, attractive, pretty, cute, but can she sell a movie by herself? No. No. Does it work? Sorry. Not happening. And Jason Sudeikis, I fucking can't stand that dude. Jason Sudeikis is a fucking hack. I can't. I can't stand that dude. Sorry. I know some of you guys may like him. Uh, Cass, I apologize, but Jason Sudeikis is fucking shit. Fuck that guy. He wasn't even funny on SNL. Anyway, box office totals. Let's talk about him. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs 2 was number 1. Not a shocker, $35 million. Prisoners was number 2, $11.3 million, bringing it up to $39 million total. Rush was number 3. Baggage Claim was number 4. Don John was number 5. Insidious Part 2 was number 6. The Family was number 7. Instructions Not Included was 8. We're the Millers was number 9. It's made $142 million. And Lee Daniels, the butler, was number 10. So there you have it, ladies and gents. Now, a couple of months back, we were talking about Angelina Jolie playing Maleficent. Um, She's not the only Disney villainess that is getting her own film. The Hollywood Reporter uh, states that Cruella DeVille will be getting her own film as well, titled Cruella. So very interesting, a new trend. We're going to see movies focusing on Disney villainous characters. So there you go. You got Maleficent with Angelina Jolie and then a film all about Cruella DeVille. All about her. Because, you know, a crazy old lady that drives a car and wants to make a coat out of Dalmatians really just gets people into the box office. Just just running, running the pitter-patter of little feet to the box office to see a movie about a chick that wants to wear a coat made of dogs that isn't called Leona Helmsley. 
Yeah, good good job, Hollywood. Yes. Anyway, Star Wars rumors. There are a plenty. We talked about Benedict Cumberbatch being involved, possibly. Well, now it looks like I can't even say this chick's name right. Sauris Ronan, Saurise, Sauron. Anyway, that chick, the chick from the Lovely Bones, said that she um she confirmed that she auditioned for a role in Star Wars, but she also said that a lot of people have, including Benedict Cumberbatch, Ryan Gosling. Leonardo DiCaprio and Simon Pegg also rumored to have read for a part was Sullivan Stapleton, who is um, a cast member in one of my favorite shows on Cinemax strike back. And he's also in 300 rise of an empire. Allegedly he read for a part in star Wars episode seven. Now, not for nothing. If Sullivan Stapleton's going to be in a movie, he could definitely pull off like a Han Solo type of character. Do yourselves a favor. If you can, Watch a couple of episodes of Strike Back and you'll see what I'm talking about. Strike Back has gratuitous nudity, lots of violence. It's like Call of Duty with boobies and bloodshed. More bloodshed than normal, but it's it's fucking awesome. I love Strike Back. It's on its uh, third season. And not for nothing, the original Strike Back had good old Sheriff Rick Grimes was one of the guys in Strike Back in the UK, along with Richard Armitage, who is Thorin in Lord of the Rings. So, pretty cool stuff. Do yourselves a favor. Homework assignment. Check out Strike Back. It is badass. It is 100% badass. Like I said, bloodshed, gratuitous nudity. Oh, it's ridiculous. Val, it started off as a UK show, and then they brought it here to the US. They give it out on, um, they give it on Cinemax. So, you can check it out there. If you have a uh, Cinemax On Demand, you can find it. Thanks, Quark, for the shout-out. Thank you for calling in. I see that he is leaving. Have a good night, bro. Thanks for everything. But, um, yeah, a lot of people seem to be reading for Star Wars Episode Seven. I think I'm going to read for a part two. Maybe I'm going to ask him if I could play a Jawa. Hey, guys, you know, uh, 5'6", Latino, fairly brown. If I put on a little hood and shit, can I play a Jawa? I'm serious. I mean, you're, you're casting everybody. I, I could be a Jawa. No? Uh... Misa Jaja Binks. Can I can I be one of those big long eared uh fish lip motherfuckers? No, no. Too tall to be a Jawa, damn it, slick. I could do a I could I could be a Jawa man, come on. Fuck it, I'll I'll walk around, I'll get all little and shit and walk around like this. No. Yes, yeah, <laughs> biggest fucking Jawa ever. Thanks, Val. Thanks. Oh, man, I could be, um, what the fuck was that guy's name? The the flying guy. You want to buy Pod Racer? That guy? No? Eh, I tried. Anyway, so yeah, tons of people are fucking reading for Star Wars. Sullivan Stapleton, Benedict Cumberbatch, Ryan Gosling. I can imagine Ryan Gosling's sad face. Hey, girl. Hey girl, hey. I don't want to use my lightsaber on you because it's a it's a metaphor for my penis. And as you can see, it's hard for you. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, I, I use the force, girl. I use the force. Hey, hey girl, hey. Come on. Ryan Gosling, baby goose, get the fuck out of here. Leonardo DiCaprio, for some reason, I see him being as like douchey Anakin Skywalker style. 
Like, he's holding me back, Obi-Wan. He's holding me back. <laughs> no? Simon Pegg would be awesome, too, just just because Simon Pegg is, is awesome. But, yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yuck. Yes, Watto. Thank you, Dark Helmet. Yes, I could play Watto. You want to buy Podracer? <coughs> As I fucking choke to death. Damn it. Ugh. Need some water. Water. Ugh. Ah, oh, I really do need water. Hold on a second. Ugh. Ah, so much better. I'm sure you guys can hear me with my fucking headphones off. Yeah, I needed water. Yeah, poster board door. Fuck it. I didn't buy any dividers yet. I don't give a shit. Hard times. Hard times. That's what we're talking about. Anyway, so... Check this out. Of course, it's Halloween... And it would not be a Halloween without a Friday the 13th story. Because hard times. Anyway. So, Shock Till You Drop is saying that they're going to do a new Friday the 13th, but they're going to film it in a found footage style like Blair Witch Project. So, when somebody's dead in a forest, like this, splayed out with their guts hanging out, they're going to do like... So cold. So hungry. They're going to do that shit. They're going to do Blair Witch Project, Shaky Cam, and th- that's how they're going to talk about Jason with uh, Shaky Cam. Seriously. Look, I love Friday the 13th. I love Jason Voorhees, a great character. My favorite being Part 6. But do we, do we need another one? Do we? Do we really need another one? Because Because seriously... It's like, we need another one, and this time we want to do found footage because, number one, it's cheap as hell. Number two, you don't 90 have to... seconds. Oh, I just realized. It's 1.58 Eastern Standard Time. The Blog Talk Radio feed of My Take Radio will go off air. We will continue broadcasting on mtrlive.com and also on Mixler as well as GFQ. So... Heads up, the Blog Talk Radio live feed will go off air at 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anyway, so yeah, Friday the 13th, found footage. Why? 60 seconds. Yeah, we got it. See, the English lady's yelling in my ear 60 seconds. Maybe she'll she'll get cast for Star Wars. English lady from Blog Talk Radio. Maybe she'll be a droid. But seriously, you got Friday the 13th, which hasn't been relevant since Jason went to space. And let's not even talk about the remake with Jared Padalecki from Supernatural. You know, it's it's ridiculous. But found footage seems to be where they want to go. It's like, oh my God, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Oh my God. Did you see that? He had a mask on. Did you see that? No, no. Hello? Hello? Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. seconds. Just getting stabbed and shit. Oh, come on. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. 
Because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, oh, God. Oh, oh God. I can't. Ah! Just, just stabbage. Stabbing you. Stabbing you. It's, come on. Stop. Leave it alone. Let it be. That's it. You know what's funny? Dark Helmet said they're supposed to be 13th Friday the 13th. A couple of things about that. I went and I um I was going to buy the box set with all the Friday the 13th movies that just came out. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, it really should be 13 movies. It should be. But here's the problem. Once Jason went to hell, the movies went to hell. Because I like Freddy vs. Jason. It's a guilty pleasure. It's all right. But fuck, was it bad. Like, when Freddy Krueger is doing a flying knee on Jason Voorhees, it's like, it's like did, did Freddy learn Muay Thai at some point? Come on. That's it. Hey, guys, Camp Crystal Lake found footage. Yes. And Freddy vs. Jason was funny. But that's what I mean. Like, when Jason went to hell, that was it. I, you know which one was really bad? Jason X. Holy shit. Was that... It's like... Hey, look, Android Robot shoots Jason in the chest. Oh, he's been modified. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. Ah, yes, Freddy learned how to do a flying elbow and a Muay Thai knee from Mortal Kombat. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Come on. Found footage, my ass. So... I got two last bits of news I want to talk about, but before I do that, I just want to extend my condolences to the family of Tom Clancy, who passed away at the age of 66. Uh, Tom Clancy, he wrote The Hunt for Red October, one of my favorite books, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, The Sum of All Fears, Rainbow Six, The Bear and the Dragon, Red Rabbit, and any of the Jack Ryan movies that you've seen on screen came from the mind of Tom Clancy. All those Ghost Recon games that you fucking complain about that aren't as good as Call of Duty, you could thank Tom Clancy for that. Honestly, the best Tom Clancy movies that I liked were the ones with Harrison Ford. They were fucking awesome. That bullshit with Ben Affleck, the son of all fears, the sum of all fears, excuse me, that shit fucking sucked. Sucked! And of course, Tom Clancy did all the Splinter Cell games and their tie-in novels as well. So, definitely a typical one. For uh, Tom Clancy, he will be missed. So, as I mentioned earlier, Samuel L. Jackson might be in some trouble with Marvel. He did an interview with the Wall Street Journal, and he said that Elizabeth Olsen is going to play Scarlet Witch in Avengers Age of Ultron. So, way to fuck that up, Sam. You're probably in the doghouse. I guarantee you Nick Fury will get killed in the next Avengers movie, and the next Nick Fury will be a white guy. It's like, dude, shut up. But yeah, it seems Elizabeth Olsen is going to be Scarlet Witch in the Avengers. Obviously not official for Marvel, but he kind of fucking let the cat out of the bag. Just saying. Lastly... Fox announced via press release, which came to my inbox earlier this afternoon, that Sleepy Hollow will be renewed for a second season. Sleepy Hollow is actually pretty badass, and I also want to take a moment and give a shout-out to my friend T, 
who is actually on Sleepy Hollow. He plays the leader of the SWAT team, which you can see in the, I believe it's the third episode. So my boy T gets to play a member of the SWAT team in Sleepy Hollow. Very awesome. Congrats to my boy. Hopefully he gets a, a bit more screen time in future episodes of Sleepy Hollow, but Sleepy Hollow will be getting a second season. So there you have it. Anyway, congrats on on that to my boy T, and of course to the crew at Fox for getting a second season, even though Sleepy Hollow is only on its third episode, I believe. So people, people are really digging it. Anyway, as much as I would love to sit and chat with you guys for another couple of hours, I will have to bring this show to a close. So, MTR 200, I gotta just uh, take a moment before I, I do anything and thank my, my team, uh, Slick, for, for riding with us every night since episode one, uh, to Quark and Blade for all their great buried columns. Uh, Jay Santy coming in, grabbing the ball, running with it. Um, of course, Ben for helping us out with MMA. All our friends that help promote the show, all those brands. Uh, the crew at Royal Flush Magazine. Shout out to them. Uh, Rip the Apparel for believing in us. I gotta thank Joan Patrillo from Coleman for the Cure, who have helped us do Brawling for Boobies since 2011, and we plan on doing it in 2013. Um, we are going to work with Coleman for the Cure. Joan Petrillo actually retired. She was my contact, and she believed in us, and I got to thank her and Coleman for giving us this opportunity. And, um, of course, you guys, the listeners. I beat you guys up for not participating in shit, but if it wasn't for you, there wouldn't be a, there wouldn't be an us. There wouldn't be an MTR. There wouldn't be a, a video feed. So thank you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. And I am eternally grateful. Uh, and of course, I got to thank the guys at GFQ, uh, Andrew Zarian, Suncast, um, Spencer Coburn, who's badass. He does the bald truth. And, and the rest of the GFQ family, not only for allowing us to join them, but reinforcing that we need to do video. And hopefully this is the start of the next evolution. So there you have it. On behalf of my team and everybody else, thank you guys for everything. I will catch you guys next week. Ugh. Pardon my allergies. Let's do this sign-off. You've just heard My Take Radio episode 200 for Thursday, October 3rd, 2013. If you have any questions, concerns, or would like to be a guest on a future episode of MTR, you can email me at mtrhost at mytakeradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash mytakeradio. You can also find us on Pinterest, and also on Google+. If you like to use Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram, mytakeradio underscore rich. And of course, if you want the best MyTakeRadio experience, make sure to pick up the MyTakeRadio app available for Amazon, uh, available for Android and iOS devices, for Android in the Amazon Android Marketplace, and for iOS devices in iTunes. As always, you can catch reruns of MyTakeRadio now with video, on the GFQ network, gfqlive.tv. Make sure to support the crew at GFQ. They got a lot of great shows um, behind the counter, with uh, which focuses on comics. That's on Thursdays around uh, six five thirty to six usually, and also Matt Men, which is another wrestling show. 
Make sure to check that out. The T4 Show with Michael Mann and Colm and the rest of the GFQ fam. You can find the program guide on gfqlive.tv. Of course, archived episodes of My Take Radio. You can listen to them on Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, and TuneIn Radio. If you're getting the shows from iTunes, we'd really appreciate a review. Thank you guys for everything. I'll catch you guys next week. I'm out. Peace. I think uh, this week we're going to go out with... I think we're going to give a little love to our boys at OC Remix who, much like you guys, have been supporting us from the early goings. And we're going to go with... uh, What are we going to do? You know what? Let's rock with this uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, disjointed chemical done by Air3S. You can download that at ocremix.org. The letter O, the letter C, remix.org. Mm-hmm.